Oi, you lot, you listen to Garage Hammer, episode 99. Tonight's episode, the Manlings are coming to you live from Blood in the Sun 4. So shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next three hours or thereabouts, we're going to do the best we can, keep you informed, entertained, and have per- perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you the best of blood, sun, and all things Warhammer. I'm Chris Yu. And I'm, for the last time, the one who knocks. Thank you. Appreciate that. Sure, my pleasure. So how's it going? It's going good. I'm, I'm tired, partner. <laughs> you guys have been doing a hell of a job. I can Thank see you. why you're tired, because this has been... You guys have done a lot more this year. You really have stepped forward with this. Well, it's been you know true team efforts, and a lot of work has gone into it. So a lot of people out there uh, have helped set this thing up. Mm-hmm. All the volunteers, not only at the event itself, but in terms of helping with the painting and the terrain, the logistics. Grant, of course, he's around here somewhere. We'll get him on momentarily. Uh, and the players themselves. The players, you know, if they didn't enjoy it and if they weren't so fun to be around while they play, mm-hmm. the whole effort would be for naught. That is true. And now, me being the shameless man of the show I am, here's my segue. As much as we want to thank all of our friends who made Blood in the Sun possible, we also want to thank our sponsors. Okay, we should do that. So, uh, thank you to Unique Gifts and Games, located in... Gray's Lake, Illinois. Guild Painting Services, Mantic Games. Uh, Mears Miniatures, how's that spelled? M-I-E-R-C-E. Miniatures. And finally... Battle foam. Yes, battle foam protecting your your army. So thank you to our sponsors. All right. So, you know what? Just to get our listeners know, the format of this episode is going to kind of be all over the place. We're going to have some random guests talk about the (laughs) logistics side, the gaming side, painting side. It'll be more. It'll be. Of a higher quality than our Adepticon recordings, no matter how much we enjoyed Keep having. Keep it on target. Yep. So, um, yeah, we're going to wind up probably not uh, not really covering the toolbox because it's all been here this week. And sure. news and rumors can, can hold. Sure. It's just a 40K orc book, which I'm buying, but that's pretty much it. There's your news. Orcs is the best. They is the best. They's awful killy. Mm-hmm. All right, so you know what? Let's take a break, and we will come back um, with probably, hopefully, with Steve. Yeah, we'll come and back with, with Grant a, a, a too. Panalo- Penelope? Can you say that? What's uh, the a word? Panoply. 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 I don't know what the word is. <laughs> I'm not certain what word you're trying to say. I'm going to look it up on the break though, because I know a potpourri of uh, a potpourri. people. They are very good smelling. Mm, I don't know about that. They do. There is a smell, but I don't know if it's good. <laughs> it's that smell, that gasoline smell. <laughs> Smells like victory. All right, we'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're 
That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back. And the word we were trying to say was... Anaply. Anaply. So what is, the de- what is the definition of a panoply? A wide-ranging and impressive array or display. The dazzling panoply of the Maharaja's procession. The panoply of European history. Are you sure it's not panoply? No, it's panoply. You just That's heard right, the lady the on the iPhone. <laughs> what is that? that mispronunciation anyway. monopoly? <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, so welcome, Grant, to the show. I'm here. I'm still alive. You are. Yeah, yeah we are. Yeah, indeed, yeah, we're yeah. all still alive. Day one into bits. Well, actually, it's it's almost like day two. It is bits. day two. It is day two. Yes, bits yeah. has become a three day event now. Uh oh. How did it become a three day event? What was that first day that that was new? We did the club challenge, and it was great. And you, myself, got to play th- three games of Warhammer. On a weekend in a tournament that we run. Uh, I'll say three quote-unquote games that I played. <laughs> My list was just awful. <laughs> the Twin Giant All Gabo approach? I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> I was a little surprised you took that list. Well, you know, we're the host's club putting on this event. I didn't want to bring, you know, like the super powerful ringer army that would just mop up. <laughs> I, did, I did that later. Uh, dude, people came up to you, come tell, listen, you want to give you some stick. This is what you give them some stick about. Chris Hughes' 2,400-point ringer army was a horde of savage orcs. Soft. A horde of a black orcs with grim gore in it. Also soft. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was it? Two... Two, uh, two di- doom divers. Two, two doom divers. What else? Two rock lavas. Two rock Two lavas. manglers. Two manglers. <laughs> and two fast cav units. And two fast cav <laughs> units. All soft. That was the ringer unit. The ringer guy's coming up to me almost like, oh, I can't believe it. I felt so what was the ringer record then? Do you know it what the was, was today? Twenty and O against two different armies. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. You so the thing is, the no, I didn't. I, I, it was my list. Okay, but, but the person playing actually said, "Listen, I know we're not supposed to do it, but I tried to lose with this list." Well, that just I, shows that my deficiencies as a player, because every time I play that list, I get pounded. Chris Kuzmanov, who was gracious enough to jump on as the ringer player, just shows that he's got superior skills. I think what it really shows is that <laughs> Chris Yu wants to win at a tournament. He needs to create a list that he thinks is going to suck, <laughs> and you will clean the table. That, that yeah, seems I, to be the theme. The, the reverse reverse psychology. It's like, it's like that episode of Seinfeld where George does the exact opposite of every instinct he has, and he starts to live in a great life. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is, huh? <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about bits. For those that couldn't make it or don't know what it is, why should they come to the tournament? Did we talk about this two episodes ago? Did we? I think we did. But I'll recap. So, Bits, 
started as a 2,400-point tournament. Uh, we started actually at 35 players, moved up to 50 players that year because there was such yeah. a demand. The next year we moved up to 80 players, and then after a couple of drops it was in the 70s. Last year we got up to about 82, and this year, what are we at? What's our final count? 89. 89. 89. Yeah, we were full at 100 and had enough last-minute drops to bring us down to 89. It's really interesting. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, so at least we are still growing year over year. It's yeah, 2,400-point tw- tournament, and then not only did we grow in number, but we grew uh, in days, and we had an additional event. Um, we ran it really as, as kind of an experimental ev- event uh, with, with a couple of rules changes on the fly as we got the team captains together and said, hey, we're really setting the groundwork for years to come. How do we want to play this certain you know matchup, uh, the, the way that we do matchups, and... Um, it, it went over really well. Uh, I, I did a poll at the end, really, to see what people thought of that tournament, and, and they loved it. And I said, so if we expand next year and, and really put a little bit more effort into the uh, the club challenge and making mm-hmm. it a bigger event, is that something that they'd be interested in? And they said, yeah. So, yeah, it was One a lot day, of fun. One three rounds, 1,600 points. I mean, it's just a fun time. You know what I'm saying? It's a good primary. It's a good community-building experience because it's club against club. You get to meet guys from other... Uh, parts of the United States, and uh, it, we really played up the club aspect of it. So you had a re-roll that you, you could use during your game, but in order to execute that re-roll, you had to do your club chant. Oh, yeah. Well, it was a war cry. We called it the war cry. And that was my, for me, that was my favorite part of the experience, was when uh, you almost jump when somebody right behind you shouted out their team war cry. NW who? NW2! <laughs> and and you'd hear that going off because you had to use it each round for a point. There was actually a point uh, and for I, using your reroll. For using so your reroll. If you get to that last turn and you haven't used it yet, throw it for something. But so, so mm-hmm. everybody was using it when you oh, had. Yeah. Um, we we had uh, thirty players involved, yeah. so it was a smaller event. It was only six teams, but like I said, an experimental event that uh, you still had people shouting all over the room. The war cry. You got. You had, Five people on a team. Five people Six on a team. Six teams, so 30 teams. So in that two-hour game, 30 times you heard somebody's club. What was uh, Detroit's uh, cry? I'm surrounded by a-holes, but really filling in the blank there. There you go. Yep. <laughs> that one was funny. So team tournament. So what were the, do we know the five clubs? It was NW2, Team Detroit. NW2, Team Detroit, the Cocked Dice, Windy City Warhammer. Windy City Warhammer. Twisted Troop, which was combined oh, with Wisconsin. Twisted Wiscos. Yeah, Wiscos, Wiscos with a twist because they really were one player short. So. It was, uh, was it? <sighs> and then the Ring-A-Dings. The Ring-A-Dings. The Ring-A-Dings. Oh, okay. And it was uh, you know, a great event. I, I had so much fun. And you know, really the results came down to show that, that we uh, so the best club of the year mm-hmm. overall was the Detroit Warhammer Club with yep. our Best friend, Relian okay. and wife. Relian was walking around. Now, we all looked at everybody else, the uh, the other armies, like the little, they got their display set up. We look at them. Okay, who do you want to take? Because we're going back and forth, picking armies, picking matchups. Relian's running around with a paper, and pen, he's writing down stuff, and he's figuring out the matchups. And then they're like, we need to figure out the matchups and go. He's having pregame conferences with his players. Okay, here's the strategy. Here's what you're going to do. Like, he gets, like, God bless it. serious. Yeah, I know. right? It was so funny. I, it, it shows. I mean, they they had, they the, weren't they ahead by like over twenty points at the end. Quite a bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, Steve can chime in on yeah, this Yeah, and that, it, just by battle points alone, going into the last round, I, I think they were up by almost 70 points. Oh, wow. So Eesh. there was a, a huge gap to fill both in the last round and then with soft scores. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, hey, we wound up, be, we took second place by 23 points, right? So we closed a gap. Big gap. Soft scores really helped uh, NW2. Yeah, I think... Um, that was interesting, though. You had you got a point. You got a point per person per game if their club had their banner. So right. that's like fifteen points right there. Yep. Um, we which had to we have almost, the shirts. Which we almost didn't get. Nobody told me. <laughs> you should know these things. You're the banner bearer. I am the banner bearer. If you show up to battle and no one tells you to bring the banner, that's still on you. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. The sad thing is, I looked at it that morning. I was packing. I'm like, well, should I bring the banner? I'm like, no. What, would I, what the hell am I going to need the banner for? And then I show. I walk in the door. Hey, I'm here. You got the banner? Why would I have oh, the banner? No, I don't it's in the rules. And it, I'm like, he's like, and everyone says, well, it's a point. So I keep hearing it's a point. And Grant's like, it's so many points. It's totally going to screw us. And I'm like, ah, he's pulling my chain. And he's like, no. And he's like, it's a point per person per game. So it's 15 points. So I was like, oh, hell. So I was nope, actually going to go home it. and get it, but luckily someone... Grant's wife was gracious enough to swing Grant's by. Wife, hey, and swung it by laughing at my face the whole way, and then <laughs> and then got the banner and the shirt. Because I didn't bring the team shirt either, because we all had to wear the damn team shirt. And I didn't have that. Yep, and that was a point, too. Yep. And there's Dave. Didn't you read the rules? No. I wrote, <laughs> you told me to write up a 1,600-point army. The night before, Grant told me to write up some fluff, so I did. Which was also worth a point. Dude, my fluff was awesome. Are you, you going to share it with us? Sure. <laughs> Remember how we used to always joke around with that? Uh, we used to tease Grant when he read his fluff? With anticipation. Hey, I was walking through the forest. I found two hell cans. I decided to go to war. Yeah. So mine is like this. <laughs> so once there was this vampire who lived in this castle. One, morn- one night, he woke up to find that someone had been using his castle towers as practice for their two hell cannons. Son of a bitch must pay, he said. So he grabbed a local necromancer, raised a bunch of undead, and went to go find that guy and start a war and have war. And that was all my fluff. It was like five lines. But you've got to say it in a vampire kind of accent. Son of a bitch bleh, must pay. <laughs> <laughs> Not all vampires are Hungarian. It, hey, it's fantasy. It is, uh, oh, so they are. That's is, right. It's all fantasy. We're, they're from Sylvania. <laughs> bleh. <laughs> I don't go bleh, bleh, bleh. He's become Jewish all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that happen? Uh, I, I don't know. How, how do we end up here again? I don't know. Okay, let's get back to where we were. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I mean, that, that was the spirit of that, though. Drinking, I did, my, my fluff was, uh, I, I did the song, What Was the Fox Say? But just replaced it with... Uh, uh, common characters from uh, you know the the the, the slan goes croak and the uh, the, oh. the mornfang go moo or I don't remember no meow yeah it, it was it was <laughs> pretty <laughs> no what goes <laughs> the morn cow yeah morn cow. no it just shows you how long <laughs> of a couple of days I've had oh, it was a fun time so how did the other awards sh- shake out uh, Michigan took best overall. Yes, the Detroit Warhammer Club took best overall. Um, second to them, even though Detroit did have the most battle points, but then Windy City Warhammer Windy City Warhammer uh, had the, had the second general. most, so they took best general, or ours is bigger than theirs, is what that award was mm-hmm. called. And then... Oh, yeah, the most battle points is a team. Okay, that yeah. Who took 
the best sports, best sports, and W who, and W two. Best sports right here. We won best sports at, at, at our we, own We won best sports at your tournament. And, and we made sure one of the things I said from the beginning is I don't want to post any individual scores. There's uh, sports scores at least. Um, you know, let's not see who knocked who or who dragged a team down. I want it to be a, a team effort. effort so yeah. you need to work with your team to make sure that everybody's being the best sports possible, monitoring that. And yep. uh, But we did announce one individual there was no award for it, but one individual stat. And what was that? Steve, what was that? Um, it was the uh, person who brought the worst army and just trashed all of his opponents. And that, of course, would have been the Tech, your host. Hobby Wrecker. <laughs> Hobby Wrecker Hobby Wrecker Tech. He had the highest general score out of everyone at the team tournament. Best general. Congratulations. Blah. <laughs> Blah. Thank you very much. <laughs> I beat Rallion. Oh, did you? <laughs> in points? Oh, in not on points. the table. No, not on the table. <laughs> not on the table. No, silly. I'm not. No, I'm. Uh, I couldn't beat him. I'm one and two against Australian. Lifetime. Yeah, one and two Club? against Australian lifetime. But yeah, I would have known. You guys are just like, look, nobody wants to fight that. I'll do that. Well, that was the strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was. And we did have. Um, we just did uh, every other. So the team with the lowest current battle points got to pick the first matchup. Right. right. Yep. And so then it went back and forth. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was fun. It was fun to peruse, you know, their the, the, the opponent's lists and see what matched up with our own. Like, you should fight that. And I don't it was just such this. a bizarre – it felt like such a bizarre even position to be in because at first I'm like, well, I could really mitigate the damage because I have this, you know, lots of zombies regrowing them. Yeah. Skeletons, I could keep growing them, keep growing them, but it still was like win loss draw. So I mean, even if no matter how much you lose by, you lost. But it's like I think I can mitigate this. I could probably slow it down. Right. And I kept managing to get small wins. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. It's it it catapulted our team. So so nice work. That was that was good. So what what did you guys think of that matchup? The way we did that with the captains just picking a pair and then take alternating and taking turns picking. Versus, I know other like the ETC does putting up a player. I um, thought this was simpler. Well, it was meant to be a very casual event. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just you're only going to play three rounds. You're playing. There's, you know, five six teams. You're not even going to play everybody. Look what they got. Take a look. What do you think you can do? Let's just go because we're not. I mean, it's not. That. Yeah, we didn't want to overcomplicate it or make it too <laughs> yeah. competitive. Yeah, I mean, so. this wasn't the definitive team tournament. No. Yeah. So it was. Yeah, I liked. I liked that it was simple, and I liked that you guys grabbed scenarios out of the big red book. Those wacky scenarios that you never use. Yeah. Way and, way in the back. Yeah, yeah and it cool. was just like, oh, here we're gonna we're gonna do this. So it's you know because we like to use a lot of scenarios. As, you know, Epticon uses scenarios. A lot of the tournaments use scenarios, but a lot of people make them up or just do do these typical, you know. Battle line. Yeah, battle line with a couple, you know, grab some sure. train, grab this, grab that. You've got that in there, but then you grab these scenarios that Cheetah's already written for us, and just like nobody plays them. Like, hey, they're here. You don't know how many people walked up to the table round two. We're like, this, this scenario is just crazy. You know, and, and a couple of people were like, oh, I wonder who wrote this, ha uh-huh, ha, snickering and thinking they were being smart, thinking that we wrote it. Yeah. But then I said, oh, GW did. And they're like, what? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right right in the back of the book. It's not it's in the official. little red book, it's only in the big book. It's only in the book. big red book. So yeah, there was some there was some insane uh, games there, but that was fun. It it made for a more interesting mm-hmm. 
uh, time because you're playing small points, sort of casual games, but still as a team, just all kind of cheering each other on. And like you said, 30 times in two hours, there's someone shouting. That's, you know, that's an average of every four minutes, someone's shouting out a battle cry in the room, and everyone and the rest of the team has to respond. Right. So, you know. Yeah, it was good. It really added to the atmosphere in the room. I, and we spread out throughout the room. We didn't even require them to, to sit at, go to certain tables. Right. Hey, find it. We had all the uh, all the tables already set up for bits. So it said, hey, go go find your own table. And it really helped fill up the room with, you know, it felt like a full tournament, even though there was only you know, every other table had somebody at it. Yeah, because people started showing up. Like, people who went in the tournament started showing up later. So by that third game, there's suddenly all these people walking around, people get shouting out. It was just really kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it really added to the atmosphere. So it's definitely something we'll bring back next year. I'm cool. looking forward to it. And I'll bring a tougher list. <laughs> just, you know, why don't you bring your ringer list? <laughs> maybe, maybe I will, Mr. <laughs> Smarty Pants. You know, at 1600, sometimes the filth isn't the same. You know, it's, it it's, it's, it's a little it bit isn't. different, a little bit smaller. It's a different game. Um, I, I just found I had too few models. I, you know, once I lost one or two things, took a what I consider to be a pretty hard-hitting Warriors list, but yeah. it turns out that you lose one or two things out of that list, and you, you become pretty ineffective. Hmm. I was fighting that bloodthirster and those two cannons, so... Yeah, and I, I wouldn't necessarily say that a lot of people brought really fluffy lists. I think every I played against Marathi and a Witch Elf Horde in sixteen hundred points. <laughs> you know, like yeah, some some pretty yeah, they were pretty, pretty, nasty. Pretty, pretty tough lists. Yeah, yeah, but it was fun. You know, I mean, we, it, this, we said bring whatever you want. It's, it's there's no comp. Bring sixteen hundred yep. points. So, yeah, I thought it was great. So, um, how about day one, Dave? What what have you thought about day one of the tournament so far and how it's gone? Well, it's familiar because we do, you know, you've got the intro and everybody's got their stuff out there and the, it's all the same people, so it's very familiar. But it's been, I mean, three really good games. I played, uh, well, I played Chris Walker. I played him before. Mm-hmm. But other than Chris Walker, I played two people I never played before. And, I mean, we had a really good time. I've, lose, I've been losing all day after yesterday's. So undefeated on uh, Friday. And undefeated on Friday. And victorious on Saturday. I got a draw. I got a 10-10. Today you did? I got an 11-9, a 16-4, and a 10-10. So I haven't won a game yet. 11-9 in your favor? No, I haven't won a game oh, yet. Oh, so I lost nine. 11-9, I lost 16-4, and then I got a 10-10. Oh, I That's see. not too bad. Oh, it's pretty suck. I mean, <laughs> well, if you get two big wins tomorrow, you should uh, end up pretty Surfing the ranks. Yeah, maybe. Just watch your soft scores. They'll pull you up. I'm there trying. Last time I did this poorly, I got blanked in 23 minutes by the ringer at Adepticon. Was that Chris you? No, that was great. It wasn't me. <laughs> See? <laughs> it's, I'm not the only one who does it. Notice I was keeping really quiet. <laughs> he was using Chris's list, though. What? I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the only one that does that, though. So, Steve... And for anyone who doesn't know, no, no, guys, this wait, is hold on. Let's, let's go back to this because I want I want to just grind this into Chris because oh, it geez. really gets his go. Here we go. It really does. So after we called him out and said, "Chris, you wrote that as the ringer list," because I asked him, "Hey, can you put together a fun Orton Goblin list to play <laughs> as the ringer list?" Pretty fun. So then he goes, he goes. Not only does he keep going around to everybody, I I lose with this all the time. He said, "That's this is like he's asking everybody, this is fluffy, right?" And then every time he lists what's in it, <laughs> they just start shaking his head. It was the same reaction every time. I would ask people on a scale from one to ten, ten being hardest. How would you rate this army? And versus what should a ringer be? They said ringer should be like a five or a six. 
This army is like an eight. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. I mean, there are harder at a tournament, you know, well, when you're that's playing against too harder, Marathi. Yes. Yeah. And, and I mean... And, and Kristen just asked one or two people and got that response. After he kept getting eights and nines, he continued to ask more and more people, hoping <laughs> to hear to find the right that it was a five. I'm going to tell me what I want to hear. Just go to the power gamers, and they're like, ah, oh, I'll, I'll crush the that anyway. Uh, the guys who brought the pizza in guessed five. <laughs> the, the people who refill the, the hotel staff. They, yeah, they're guessing five. It's like a, a seven or eight. It's a five, right? It's a five. Sure, whatever you say, sir. It's a five. I got to get back to work now. <laughs> okay, right. I, I learned my lesson. So anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm never going to hear the end of that. No, probably not. That's okay. Now you can live in infamy like me and my 23-minute win over Dave. 20 nil <laughs> as ringer at Adepticon. What a tool. <laughs> I, was, I was so pissed. I was ready to go home. I was just like, this This is too much. Uh, and the worst part was I would played Grant the week before with similar lists, and I won pretty handily. So I felt okay about this. I'm like, okay, it's a ringer. It's Grant. I, you know, I always play Grant. I could go ask Alex to switch me with any of the other people who had zero points after round one because they go alphabetical at zero points. So I was last. So I was playing right. Grant. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to hassle him. I, you know, so what? I'll just play Grant. We play all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it happens. It does. Hey, it happens to everybody. You know what? And it does happen to everybody because, the, I mean, how many times have you been somewhere and you get wiped out? I know Harrison what? still talks about chain lightning. When he oh, jeez. He did. And, and even today, round one, first turn, top of the turn, a vampire lord cascaded himself into a hole, Ouch. casting his first spell of the turn. Oh. It just it happens. Yep. You know, it, it and, just And you does. had just said during the pledge. I promise to have fun. Even if I cascade my general, turn one, game one, I will still have fun. And I put it in the universe and it happened. It happened. Oh. Uh, okay, so we're going to take a little break now. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk with the numbers man, as they call him, the slan, Steve Leckman. He's already been on, but since nobody actually introduced him, and he's not on that often, people don't recognize his voice. I've been talking to you guys. There you go. Yeah. All right, we'll be back. Folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mirce Miniatures at MierceMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter... Those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish-level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com, and seriously, guys, you'll be glad you did.
And we're back. We are back. Talking about Adepticon, things behind the scenes. Yeah. Did so you just say Adepticon? He did. did. I say Adepticon? You did. did. Sorry. I didn't even bother to cram you blood in the sun. You're out for next year. I, oh. Good thing we got Jake, right, Steve? Oh, oh of course. Oh. Wow. Now we're now all of us are expendable. That's okay. You still Jake's have me, replaced. Oh, I, that makes me even sadder. Oh. <laughs> oh. You know, now I truly wait a have nothing. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. You know, that's so out of line, especially when earlier today people were saying stuff just like this. Can you just say that one more time? I want to have this on record. What did you say? We feel bad for Y-Tag having to put up with you all the time because of the way you act. There we go. That could be anybody. Reaction? Reaction. Any. Poisoning the masses. Oh! Poisoning the masses. Whatever for you. People think you're mean. Blood in the sun. Okay. Talking about the scenes, behind the scenes, blood in the sun. Yeah. So this year you guys put in... We could, you know, you always try to have different scenarios, different things going on, um, and you did this light and dark thing. We talked about it. So some people just got seemed to be put on light, and some people put on dark. Didn't necessarily seem to it wasn't necessary between if they were forces of order or destruction. They just got fifty light, fifty dark. So people got paired off with light against dark in the first round, but then afterwards, for the first three rounds, basically of the tournament, you, it was a light paired with a dark. So. I know, Steve, you do all the numbers crunching. How do you get that to figure, especially when maybe it's, you know, if you rank them in just points order, they wouldn't necessarily just be light, dark, light, dark, light, dark. Yeah, so what we, we normally do and most tournaments do is they actually rank during the tournament on general score, which is your battle points plus objective points. So what we decided to do, we were theming this light versus dark, so we wanted to make sure here on Saturday, the first day of the tournament, um, everyone was playing, every light player was playing a dark player. Uh, and vice versa. So pretty much what we needed to do was we ranked each team individually. So the light team, we ranked them 1 through 50. We then ranked the dark players 1 through 50, and then basically paired them off 1 versus 1, 2 versus 2, 3 versus 3 uh, for all three rounds. Uh, so that way the top general score for the light would be playing the top general score for the dark uh, every round and so forth down the pairings. So it was a nice little wrinkle, a little different. It definitely, by town, round three, uh, we definitely, people were noticing that the pairings were not normal. So we did definitely get a few comments about that and just pointed out that we were guaranteeing light versus dark for the first day of the tournament. And Really, uh, that means just adjusting the matchup, some matchups by one or two spots to accommodate. Yeah, I, I think the most, normally what you see is like uh, general points, people will be one or two points away from each other at the same mm-hmm. table we saw maybe a discrepancy up to six or seven points so this is we're talking maybe two or three tables difference out of 47 tables okay um so the, definitely a very minor adjustment so nothing too radical for the first day this to me really brought up two different points the first one being that gamers in general it seems really like to have things be transparent they like knowing what's going on yeah. and uh, you know if, if if what they were expecting doesn't happen um then they, they they'll, ask they'll question and yeah, yeah and they'll so the other thing though that it brought up to me was adversely it's good to change it up because they already people already were counting up their points and how often have you been a tournament where they go how many bro how many points you at how many points you at okay who am I playing against I'm going to play against you we're going to figure that out so it it 
does throw in a loop to not know that first day who who are you playing against? I, I, you know, be able to know even before the pairings go up who exactly you're playing against based on just battle points. And I, it really did throw in a wrench. So um, I, I don't know any comments on that. I, I thought it was interesting how we how it all panned out. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting too. Definitely, like you said, added that twist. Um, and definitely gave people a little more, yeah, that question mark waiting for the pairings to be posted and really wondering who am I playing as opposed to, like you said, everyone just kind of having expectations of, oh, I already know I'm playing Bob this round. Um, it de- that definitely wasn't the case today. It also has a little uh, different angle in terms of the competition in general. You're playing for yourself, your club, but now you're playing for the light half, for the dark half. And so at the beginning, at the end of the opening ceremonies, we had each team led by their respective generals, Federus Maximus, General of the Dark. The mighty Chaos Warlord of the Dark, yes, yes. that's me. Versus the Night Goblin <laughs> War Boss, myself, Yu Tang, for the Forces of Light. Yep, yep, and yep, that, yep, yeah, yep, that, yep, that was yep, great. Yep, that, yeah, I mean, that, the that, opening that, war cry it, for each team. It really, we did it, we did fun. a war cry for each team, and uh, it kind of replaced that wog. That uh, yeah. I, I said at first, I said, "Okay, who's everybody ready? Who's ready? Who's done a wog before?" And then everybody goes, "Oh my God, we're really going to do a <laughs> wog back from the days of like like er, er, people were like, yeah, oh wait, we don't like the wog." But then all you do is you replace the actual wog with just shouting in general. Right. Everybody really got into it, you know, uh, you know, with their own whooping or cry, you know, shouting out loud. I mean, it, it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and people got really loud. I wonder what uh, people downstairs at the hotel thought about us. Those weirdos were dancing at eight o'clock this morning in their suits. I don't know what this sort of this conference is that's going on below <laughs> us. But last night I went out at ten o'clock and they're coming out and they're dancing out in the flipping hallway and in the room and they're like dancing and stuff and they're like, Oh yeah, we're gonna be done in about ten minutes and they were like dancing their way out of this conference and this morning I go outside to my car, Alex is there. We look over. There's people in the hallway dancing in suits and stuff. And then they're walking around talking business. I'm like, what in the hell kind of conference is this? They're weirdos. Maybe it's a LARP convention or something. No. (laughs) 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 Just walking around dancing. Oh, I know. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. These All these weird people in business suits and ladies in smart pantsuits all like dancing to bizarre music. So are they are they Tremere's or are they... No, nobody gets that. You get that, They're not Dave. Tremere. No, they, they they tremere. Tremere. You know that. You don't know that. I'm the only nerd here they aside from Dave. They could be Malkavian. Because that was nuts. I was much more of a Bruja lover myself just going to beat him up. I played Asimites. So. <laughs> Um, it's a role play Vampire game. the Masquerade. Oh, blah. blah. Back to that, huh? <laughs> oh, I played a Sylvanian. <laughs> oh, so, so <laughs> you know, one of the things that... Stop it, dear Lord. We have not been drinking, folks. That's no, a, no, that's no. The this thing. is exhausting. These guys are slap happy. All right, so... You, you 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 put in the scores, and you guys are doing the stores, scores really quick. Steve's really good. Do you have a specific program you use or anything like that? I use a very heavily modified Excel spreadsheet. Lots of really? DB code. Wow. And because those sheets go in, pop, 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 five, ten minutes, boom. And the thing is, you put it up on the website and then printed that page out. Yep. So we actually had it. On well, the, the website. Well, the best part is it's on the website, but it's tweeted out directly to everybody. Right. So if you're following Blood in the Sun, they're like, hey, it's out. You can yeah, go to the website or go right you. to you. If you follow it, yeah, it comes to you. You don't yeah. have to go seek it. Yeah. Oh, did it? If you follow Blood in the Sun or oh, yeah. me, right, Grant, right, or right. Steve, if you follow any of us, we just retweet it and it gets, dis- gets disseminated yeah. to everybody. Right, yeah. right. 
You know, well, another thing people, I, th- I think a lot of people don't realize is as I'm posting each round's matchups, I'm actually going to the prior rounds and actually posting matchup by matchup. I'm posting what the scores were for the battle and objective points. Mm. So people want to go back to, if this round four is tomorrow morning, if they want to go see rounds one through three, they can see exactly every single matchup, who played who and how many points each person got, uh, whether they, they're curious or just want to double check that everything got entered fine for their own scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right there for transparency for people to see. That's great because if there is a discrepancy, they, if they don't agree with the scoring right away, they can come up and ask about it. Exactly. That way we can get it fixed the day of, of the tournament yeah. uh, and get it fixed before those awards go out. So if there is a problem, um, it can get fixed and taken care of not now, but or not two weeks from now, but now instead. Right. So. Well, you were actually doing that right at the end of round three. I came in here. I was coming in to grab something to eat, and there was someone saying, you guys went back to check a sheet. He's like, mine says this, but I thought I had that. Yes. So, yep. Boom. They were uh, they were short one objective point. Um, we will typically get one um, typo like that at a tournament. And I'm not, I'm not trying to call you on a typo. I'm just saying, because it was up there right then, Yep. somebody was there saying, hey, listen, I think I'm a point off, and, you know. It happens. I don't know if I've been to a tournament where that hasn't happened. Oh, uh, exactly. You know, That's what I was saying. I wasn't out. trying to call anyone out on it. I was oh, just no, saying yep. how it was cool that it was getting handled now because I've seen other things where the scores are posted later and people are like, well, wait, this was wrong. It's like, well, okay, we already gave out yeah. the awards and it's two days later. Right. Exactly. What can we do? So, And that's, and that's why we try to post the results round by round so people can actually look to see what's different. And so they can come tell us, hey, in round three, my objective says two. It really should be four. Um, they can come tell us exactly what the points and where they're wrong. We could um, and we cross encourage. reference with the paperwork and yeah, and, yeah. and we, will ver- we will verify that before we correct it. Um, we would love to take people's word, but we will verify it no matter yeah. what. Um, but yeah, definitely we encourage people to do that. Check their scores, and um, if they if they see a problem, come ask us. That's cool. I, I think that says something to the merit of the staff that we have in order to be able to change things and fix things that fast. I mean, it it really is, um, I think, the measure of an event to be able to move that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. It really was. I had a great time today. I said to you guys, I said, everything has been top-notch. You know, mo- I think almost everybody signed up for the buffet. Everybody ate their fill. We were eating after this. The people are hanging out. They're gaming in the other room. Friday, there was gaming going. And like I said, with us spread out in the tournament across the room, other people are showing up early in gaming. So there's just casual gaming going on in the middle of the tournament. Not off on the ends, you know, where we're not playing. Yeah, you can play pickup games over there. This is going on in the middle of the tournament. So it's it just suddenly, it's like, as the tournament was going on and on, it seemed like there was more and more stuff happening. And it was just this whole, the whole feeling was really building up Friday. I really enjoyed it. I, I came up to you on Friday. I said, dude, this is really great. This is better than last year. Like, we didn't even start, Dave. I'm like, no, it's already better than last year with the it's added extra stuff. I had a really good time. And I'm not just saying that because you guys are my pals. I mean, it's a good time, you know. Thanks. I appreciate so, it. We appreciate it. Thanks. And you guys, a lot of stuff up there for the raffle. Yeah, you know the the raffle. So this year we are uh, donating all the proceeds to the. It's this year is going to be all of the proceeds. We're not doing a fifty fifty like years prior. So we're going to do all of the proceeds to the um, uh, to the Vassal Memorial Fund. So it is Tom Vassal. Um, his uh, it's a memorial fund uh, dedicated to his son, and uh, they basically help out gamers in need. And this, so they donated in the last year. They've donated fifty five thousand dollars to twenty separate gamers in need. Um, they of course get hundreds 
of applicants for um, for money, and all of those he said are heart wrenching stories, but they have certain qualifications that a board meets and approves those applications. And out of that, they uh, they get a lot of their funding from an auction that they do annually, um, but then also from contributors like ourselves. So we're going to contribute all of the. Um, all of the dollars this year to that fund, as well as um, we're going to get it matched by um, by my employer is going to match our oh, donation excellent. up to seven hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah, yeah. And which we're already at about a thousand dollars worth of raffle ticket sales. So okay. um, we're going to going to contribute something good to uh, to the Vassal Foundation. To a worthy cause. Excellent. That's fantastic. Yeah, and, and uh, I believe it's. Um, uh, you can look up, I think it's Jack Vassell Memorial Fund, if you want to find out more about that online, if you want to donate. They've got uh, two buttons on their website. It's pretty easy to navigate. One is apply, and one is donate. So, pretty um, straightforward. I'm, I'm uh, just going to go on a limb and say that uh, I'm hoping that they get more clicks on the donate than the apply, because that means uh, there's people giving and not as many people sure. having hardships. Indeed. Huh? Excellent. All right, so is there anything we haven't really covered about the behind-the-scenes stuff that we need to talk about? I think we've covered most of it. Yeah, I mean, we'll know a lot more tomorrow after the the final results, so maybe we'll uh, get together again and and talk about the final results. Absolutely, that'll work. Sounds like a plan. All right, cool. Folks, we will be back in a few minutes with a few more guests here at the tournament. And until then, uh, listen to this. Peace out. This is Greg Dan from the Hydras, and when I want my Warhammer uncomped, I listen to Garage Hammer. Skills. Okay, and we are back, and um, now... When we were at Adepticon, we were recording, and as you know, we talked to Helen and, and Kemp, and then you went to bed, and all all holy hell break loose. Yeah. And so we didn't have stuff that we could record, and at that point, I lost track of our friends uh, Joe Garrow and Craig Dupuis, and they are here now. So, hello, guys. Jason. How you up? doing? So, um, this is... <laughs> now, I met you guys at my first big... Core my comp. first GT at Core Comp. I played you both. Yes, yep. you did. And then we just started seeing each other around at the different things, and we've sort of, you know, become like, you know, tournament buddies hanging out all the time. <laughs> and then, actually, last year, Blood in the Sun, I played you both again, one after another. Yeah. That yeah. was that was pretty. That so was... I'm 0-2 to you. <laughs> Thanks. I'm 1-1. 1-1. One one. One one. <laughs> I'm 3 out of 4 against the Peria. That's what I like to say. So... <laughs> But um, so you guys did win best sports at the team tournament at Adepticon, and you guys uh, very nice. Oh yeah, yes, we eight did. years in the making. And then I called you a jackhole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. And I'm the one who carries him. <laughs> That's right. Coming from you. That's right. Did I say that? Oh yes, yes you did. did. Are you sure? Was oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, we carry oh, back for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess that was the best part because I'm just joking around. I'm like, oh, they were both on, but you know, I don't know how they win best sports because. <laughs> Joe's Greg such a jackhole. And you're like, yeah, you know, Greg has to carry 
Greg, was really I don't funny believe, saying that. I believe it went, Greg clearly carries the team. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. A part of that was a test. I don't think... Part of that was a test because when Christopher and I were at Core Comp, we wanted to interview the people we were playing against, yeah. and we'd only done the show for about six months. And you guys didn't listen to any Warhammer podcast, not at that time. And no. we tried to talk you into coming on. And you're like, "Yeah, whatever for you guys. Nah, forget it. I ain't doing it." So then I see about a year later, like, oh, "How's that podcast thing going?" I'm like, "Oh, it's going pretty good." You guys listen? No. I see you guys about six months later. Hey, you guys started listening? No. So now I walk in on Friday. You're playing and your guys in the team tournament. I walk by and like, hey, dude, I love your podcast. I listen all the time. It's great. I'm like, you know what? F you. You're going to start with me. <laughs> and you're like, no, seriously, I've been listening. I'm like, shut up. I'm like, and I walk away and you come over later. You're like, no, dude, seriously, I've been listening. So I'm like, well, let's so see. It takes us insulting them and now they're yeah. on to uh, wreak some vengeance. Well, that's what it was. I wanted, If they were really listening, what we said <laughs> would gather a response. I actually played that for my wife and kids, and they laughed oh. their butts off <laughs> because they both know Joe. <laughs> uh, so, how are you guys doing today? Are you are you in my boat? I'm one and two. All right. No, he's doing better than my boat. I, I maybe have twenty five points. <laughs> hmm. How about you, Joe? I'm one, one, and one. One, one, and one. Okay. So tell us about your list. What would you guys bring? Go for it, Joe. Well, he brought some dirty friggin' Nurgle, but, you know, what can you <laughs> do about that? He is the coolest bloodthirster. Or not bloodthirster. Yeah. Uh, Papa Nurgle. Yeah. Or Big Papa. That is pretty cool. Yeah. it's And it's the actual size of, huge. Uh, of a great unclean is one. That, that's, is that Forge World, or where's that from? Cromlock. It's a miniature line. Yep. It's not like a Todd McFarlane toy or anything nope. like that. Okay. <laughs> Well, you see a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. So you got Papa Nurgle as your general. Got Papa Nurgle. Two units of Plague Bearers, mm-hmm. each with a Herald. Two units of Beast of Nurgle, three in each. Okay. And two units of three drones. All right. No it. no skill cannons. It's no, all, it's a pure Nurgle. It's all Good man. Nurgle. Good man. It's Very all dirty. dirty Nurgle. It's dirty. He's got everything in this list except the portal with Epidemius in it, racking right. up points right. in the in the other on the other plane. It looks nice though. It's really nice. Oh, it is a good thing. Yeah, you've you've upped your paint. They just gave him an Thank idea. You. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah, only way should. to keep Epidemius What's safe. It, where where what you, you said you're one and two? Yeah. Yeah, so much for the unbeatable Nurgle wall. Well, I did play an Empire player and two High Elf players. Ugh. Two and, World Dragon banners, then. Yes. Yeah. And Are one those? had Teclas in with that banner. Nice. <laughs> what, which lore did had Teclas taken? He had one from each lore. Oh, so he took the lore master yeah. variant. Oh, okay. But man. Teclas did die at the end of the game. And two beasts in Urgle. And that's what's Those important. beasts, man, they're they're tough. That's the new hotness. They're pretty beast. Uh, they're pretty beast. Uh, yeah. wah, wah, wah. Hey, shut up. It's my show. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Joe, uh, what did you take in your list? Uh, I got all Cav. All Cav warriors? Yeah, warriors of chaos. Okay. It's all Cav. Uh Core's just a bunch of Marauder Horsemen, four units of six, and two units of five Warhounds. Uh, got two units of five Knights, two yeah. units of three Crushers, and a couple of guys on Demonic Mounts, and one Chariot. All mounted goodness. Yeah. 
Very nice. I was holding and applying today. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I played Andrew Rapman the first round, Oof, and opponent. I thought my army was fast. Well, wasn't yeah. Andrew the guy who the guy who the guy who was playing Andrew first game tomorrow quit and went home? What? Huh? Yeah, the kid, the guy who had to leave, the guy who had to quit the tournament because he was leaving. Quit because he was playing Andrew. You're just being well, funny. He, no, he was playing Andrew fourth. I, I, he said he had to go for family stuff. Oh, you're talking you, about Clay. Yeah, yeah. Well, he legitimately did have to go home. I don't think it's because of Andrew, but legitimately had to go home. It, that, it, translation. <laughs> well, I believe what he said. I have no actual. Proof. I did it wasn't believe Andrew what he Redmond. said. Is he playing dwarves? Is Clay playing dwarves? Yes. They're just in there playing, and he quit the game. Oh, really? Yeah. They just played a pickup Oh, was Andrew pounding him? Oh, yeah. Uh. He goes, oh, you want to try this again tomorrow? <laughs> nice. I'm going to edit all this out because I don't want Andrew to get mad because we're just picking on him. Oh, he don't even listen. <laughs> Actually, he might. I don't know. Technology? We'll have to say What's something that? and put it out there and test to see if it I try getting all kinds of people to listen. My brother-in-law just picked up dwarves. Both and friends. I told oh, him. You mean dwarfs? Yes. Yes, dwarfs. <sighs> Dwarfs. <laughs> and uh, at any rate, he is you know this, a Greg. dwarf. He is? Yes. He is a little person. Literally. Literally. Oh, you you mentioned this. Yes. Yeah, yeah okay. You were telling me this. And I told him if he doesn't want to read all the fluff and stuff like that, Dave does it for him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little breakdown. Dave's good at fluff. <laughs> he is good at fluff. Is that like but, pris- prison lingo? or Watch it. <laughs> so who else did you play? I played, uh, yeah, Andrew Rabin in the first round. Second round was uh, Adam. Gosh, I can't. I, th- I want to say Dukes. What was he playing? VC. Okay. And uh, he had a really bad game in the first game that he uh, was pretty bummed about. <laughs> uh, second game, we had a really good game. So yeah, that went well. So a win for you? A win one? for me, just... By a little, not so by a whole So did you lose lot. your first one against Andrew? Oh, yeah. Okay. I got my face smashed in. Okay. <laughs> it was horrible. I think we made it to turn three, and I didn't have a whole lot on the table. Jeez. Yeesh. Yeah. Okay. Dwellard, my lord. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. And then, so you, you got a draw, I think, in your third game. Yep. Against John Wanger. Oh, against Wanger. Okay. Yep. He started finally coming back from his uh, hangover. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he wow. drank and had a little too much mead. Y- yeah, yeah. Two-year-old so. mead that I think he made himself. Yes. But, but yes. Wang, Wanger did it. win that game by 10 points. It's so a technically, Joe is 0-2 against Wanger a on a hangover. Maybe Pack he's him. one of these guys that plays better when he's hungover. That we happens. thought he was going to go 3-0, but then he didn't yeah. show up for the first game. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> It happens. Really? Was he missed the first game? Yeah, because he was too ill. He had thrown up three times. He this was morning. rough. He was still I, green I, this morning. I was surprised that he rolled out of bed to make it. Really? At all? Yeah. Oh, too much uh, celebrating last night. Uh, Apparently, yeah. it wasn't wow. last night. It was still this morning. Oh, jeez. Uh, actually, yeah. Yeah. I was kind of babysitting. Aw. Got to take care of my buddy. Yeah. There you go. Dear Lord. You guys are having a good time, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, of course. It's one of the best tournaments we come to. You know what makes it great, though, is the food that you guys prepare every <laughs> each and every year. Don't look at me. Look at this guy. I mean, it's the, the spread that, you know, you hook up the judges. Uh, we get a dis- slightly discounted rate for the food, but it is just amazing. Was oh, that why I'm paying together. more? 
but it's cheap. But it is. It's good. Today was uh, <laughs> Italian beef sandwiches and, and uh, slow cooked baked beans. Oh, so good. <laughs> These guys tailgate. So at, at my the, compliments at, to the chef. Let's see. Gary Luther said he loves Portillo's, but Portillo's tastes like cardboard now compared to my Italian beef. It does. So well seasoned. Folks, they just come and they just tailgate. Yeah. They're just yeah. like. We've been doing that for seven years now? About seven years. Yeah. Nice. And that works. You know, you're just go out to the parking lot, cook it up. It beats hotel food. Totally. <laughs> yes. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know. Good food. The and cost. Uh, at a great price. What are, your, what are your expectations for tomorrow? What do you hope to face? What do you hope to avoid? Don't matter. I just hope to draw good opponents. Just want to roll some dice. That's yeah. that's the secret to winning uh, t- uh, best sports. You know, you got to have good opponents. If you do not have good opponents, you will not win best sports. It's a it's like a personality interaction type thing. You right? got it. Yeah. If there's not somebody across the table that you're getting along with, it's not going to happen. That's true. I just don't want high elves again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to change your army then. <laughs> No, I've done all right against high elves in the past. Yep. Just these last two games, couldn't do it. Mm. Yeah, you have done better with other high elf armies that you've yeah. played against. So, listen, guys, thank you for coming on and letting us know how you're doing. Thanks and for thanks for listening and getting. I know you're getting new listeners for the show and everything. Trying, trying. If all the listeners got one more person to listen, that would be like that would be amazing. A lot more listeners. Joe, I'm I'm looking forward to you winning your games tomorrow so that you can then carry the team. <laughs> yeah, that won't happen. That's not going to happen? You got a little uh, brown stuff on your nose there, buddy. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> we won't be teammates anymore. Nope. What? Huh? Next year at Adepticon, we are not teammates. Why? I kicked him off. His son's starting to I'm, bring, oh, I'm bringing we'll in the see. new generation. I'll have... I'll have my youngest boy with nice. me. <laughs> Who's the jackal so now? <laughs> so I'm going to be helping out with the tournament. Oh, oh, are you really? That's important, though. That's, yes. Yeah, that's vital. Scott and Rick needed help, so I'm going to try to help them guys out. Excellent. Nice. And how old's your son? He'll be 12 next year. Nice. nice. Harrison's going to hear generation that pissed. Yeah. Orcs and goblins. Yeah, how old is he? He's 13. How come he's not playing yet in tournaments? Because uh, he doesn't want to paint, uh, basically. Harrison paint. I mean, you you could paint all that stuff for him. That could. Wait, doesn't it, it. doesn't he have like eight hundred zombies to paint? Yes, I do. So well, I will. <laughs> we'll, get, to, we'll get to that. He, so he, he won't have time for painting Harrison stuff. I don't no. have time for painting my stuff. I got three armies designs already written up, and I'm still working on the bases for the first one. So it took me. How long did it take me before I started actually painting models? Two years. No, it was more than two years. Leash. Yeah. Two years from the time that you got the how to paint guide. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Won it at Rampage one year and yeah. Got told you had better paint your army next year. Nice. And there you go. Got to paint an army. Started we doing all had it. To do it. It. Look, it looks good. Both your guys' armies look good. Thank you. Thank you. Nice job. All right. So listen. YouTube, we're going to let you go. We're going to take another break. Um, And don't forget, 
because I know both of you were an epi- you said you were an episode behind. Yeah. Don't forget you guys, and don't forget listeners. We got contests. Contest, contest NATO. NATO. Five winners will be announced on episode 100. There are five contests out there, one of which has no entries yet. I'll leave you to figure out which one it is. <laughs> but there's still contests that are open and uh, with a panala- panana- panoply, panoply, panoply of prizes. Yeah. Is that how you said? Yes. I keep on wanting to say panoply. Panoply. On that note, thanks guys for joining us. (laughs) Thanks for having us. And we'll be right back with Ohio Hammer. Oh! Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Cut me, David. Cut me. I'm sorry. All right. We'll be back. Hey guys, if you're the type of person who would rather have oral surgery than put a brush to a model, then let me suggest Guild Painting Services. They're a professional painting service that pride themselves on having customer interaction like going to a local commission painter, but having the quality and speed of a large studio. They build, paint, and convert miniatures for all game systems. They're competitively priced, and if you want to talk quality, go to guildpainting.com and check out the quality of the miniatures that they've got on display. If you're a person who likes to have a beautifully painted army on the table but doesn't have either the time, desire, or ability to bring it to that standard, you can trust your models to the guys at Guild Painting Services at guildpainting.com. You'll be glad you checked them out. Oh, you're right at your level. Perfect. Literally right into the middle of it. Yeah, like literally right in the middle. Right in the middle of it. Just a little louder. Just a little louder. Just Just a little bit louder. Just a little louder. louder Just a little bit louder. Louder. Okay, so I guess we're back. Well, (laughs) well, well, before, just to... So I want to talk about uh, your list preparation, kind of in general, how your games went, how you feel about things. And then I want to talk about your army, because your army is looking sharp. Thanks, buddy. Versions and paints. And then that would be a great segue into paint judging and kind of your impressions of is what you've seen. And yeah, I think once we, we make that transition, you can drop off because you look like you're ready to crash. Oh, yeah. I'm super tired. Okay. It's stupid. Okay. Okay. Ten minutes and we Sorry, can Sorry, we can't so like, like, No, we're good. I'm yeah, yeah. good. Okay. Like, I'm just going to go to bed after this. However right. long it takes. It's fine. Just uh, real close on the mic, too. Real, real close. Yeah. yeah we're right Again, much, much <laughs> more legit than we could do if you were all skull bros. <laughs> I got my sh- little like mic. Sorry, crappy little mic. <laughs> also, that's gonna be a thing. That's gonna no, we'll, try to censor we, myself. We can cuckoo it as. Don't as, worry as about it. The cook. He's got his wide cuckoo's there. Okay. I got okay. it. So. We're back, joined by the people's champion, the people's champion, Mike Gerald. What's up? And our good friend and one of the Blood in the Sun paint judges. Are you the head paint judge? Are you Mister Paint? Um, Chris, am I the head paint judge? Uh, he is the chief paint judge and sculptor extraordinaire, Aaron Schmidt. Thank you. Thanks for having me on again. Thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah. You guys might remember Aaron. He was on with Brian Steele when we did that huge, long uh, sculpting and 
modeling episode yeah. way back when. Which we should do again, I think, at some point. Yeah, Ex- that'd be right. Except this time we won't record for two hours, and then have someone kick the power cable and have the whole... Two hours we recorded, and then we went upstairs. I was like, uh-oh, something's wrong. What up? There was nothing there. Oh, man, that sucks. So then we, had, yeah, we just started. And, and, and one guy came from Indiana. He's coming from all the way on the other side of the city. So it's like, well, we can either scrap this idea altogether or start over right now. That stinks. That's bad. And that was a long episode. Like, you guys were really into it. So it was yeah, like. Yeah, it was fun. We it, were so tired. It though. went really late. I got back into the city about 3 a.m. Oh, it was oh, bonkers. Yeah, that's, it was pretty brutal. It was really brutal. So, Mike, um, tell us a little bit about your bits preparation. I don't know if you meditate or, <laughs> you know, reach into the inner soul and, and tap into your chakras. Here, How do you I'm prepare gonna, for let me guess. blood in the sun? Let me guess, though, because he's going to tell his answer. You sat down either at your computer or your iPad or with a pencil and paper, and you wrote a list. That's about right. <laughs> See? <laughs> That's the secret, huh? That's pretty much it. About five minutes of prep. Very good. Very good. What, did you think about like the current meta and what you might be facing, or you just said, this is what I've painted, that's what I'm taking? Actually, I painted some new stuff for it. I have a level four Slanesh that I painted up, and the four-man Chaos Ogre unit. It's all like wolf and confrontation oh, models. That's new. Nice. That's so, nice. Okay. The Slanesh was just because I wanted to switch up my lore. I I switch <laughs> lores like prom dresses, basically. Like, just, like seriously, like dresses. Like I'm just like in and out. Just, like, Good analogy. Wow. Boom. But uh, the Chaos Org unit, I actually, there was a little bit of strategy there. The only bit of strategy was just that I saw that there was a watchtower scenario. And there's always one for bits. Sure. And I was like, well... Nothing in my army can take watchtowers reliably, so let me do a Chaos Ogre unit just for fun. And Nice. I like the models that I had, so that's H- Has I that unit uh, performed for you in-game? Yeah, you'd be surprised. I mean, against Brad, it did nothing. Like, his <laughs> army's too hard for that. But I was going to say, I saw it backing away from a lot of Brad's stuff. Oh, yeah, that just, yeah, and then it just got obliterated by trolls. But no, like, it, uh, it went on, on some Swordmasters, took them on for a while, which was impressive, nice. and then... Um, absolutely rolled up a bunch of Skaven, so that was cool. Oh. Helps kill the bell. So depending on the matchup, they could yeah. pull their weight. Nice. Yeah. It's nice. a sweet-looking unit, too. I took a shot of it during his game with Brad, and uh, that shot of, of the Ogres got a ton of retweets and, like, stars. Yeah, I saw that, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. It is red. Thanks yeah. for, like, doing all that, by the way. I really appreciated that. Yeah, that was fun. I actually coverage. did sort of a mini battle report. Yeah, I was of, following uh, that Twitter coverage, too. Yeah. It was like, uh, I was too to busy do. getting my ass kicked to follow the Twitter coverage. I'm going to have to do that when we're Do you want recording. us to do some qu- Twitter coverage of you getting your ass kicked? I'm happy to do it. No. It's okay. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see what i got to put up with. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what's your record? Where are you sitting at? I'm 3-0. and 3-0. But I have one really minor win, like 11, mm. one moderate, which is 14, and then one I 20 nailed somebody. So okay. I'm... You know, table six tomorrow, I think. So okay, so you within arm's reach. Yeah. 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 Okay. Do you know who you're matched up with? Uh, Chris Walker. Oh, okay. I played him my first game. He's yeah. a good player. I He's oh. he was the uh, f- very first Adepticon overall champion. I played him at bits like the first year bits happened with my Bretts. Yeah. My Trebs. Oh, hit his, his goblin goblins. blocks and knocked all of his characters off the table turn one. He panicked right Like, off. literally all off the table. He just looked at it and was like, oh, Oof. that stinks. So I was he's, like, he's sorry, looking. buddy. <laughs> like, that's, I did not think that was going to happen. He's looking for retribution. Then. Yeah. He's playing Warriors, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's Warrior, got a decent Warrior Warriors list. Yeah, that, that'll be a good game. That'll be yeah. one to watch. It'll be fun. Looking forward to that. I, will be in, I won't be in the big boys' room, so I won't see any of that action. 
So do you need a hug? No, just, I'm having a <laughs> up day. Uh, hey, hey, hey! I'll edit Family that. show. Oh, I'll believe that. I won't edit it, but. The, the the big room's more fun anyway. <laughs> like the, the little room's yeah. a lot more serious. It is. It is. <laughs> like I let myself get a little serious during my, during my game against Brad, just because like it was so it was a really good game. So like we were both just like mentally it's like in it. Time. Yeah. yeah. But like the rest of it, I tried to goof around because there's not a lot of laughs going on in there. No, it's like a library, you know. Yeah. You guys seem to be really both having a good time. You're taking it really seriously, and it was a really cool game to watch because it was very tactical. But you guys both seem to be having a lot of fun. Like, you guys are both being really cool to each other, and it was like you were both having a lot of fun with the game from my perspective. That's that's Which our style, surprised though. me a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, like, for me, I'll high-five people on table one in the last round when they're beating the he- when beating the crap out of me. Like, yeah. North Star this past year, I got 20 nilled and I was high-fiving the guy the entire way through. Because it's just like, well, yeah, it's it. a dice game. It is a dice but, game. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean... Brad and I play on a similar level, I think. Like we have, we can go into that like that intense mindset and still be really happy with what yeah. we're doing. So, well, so you've got the right attitude about yeah. it. You know, talk to us a little bit about the, your hobby prep. You mentioned uh, you, you did some sculpting and, um, yeah, I and did. It looked like you you've upped your skills in terms of hobby. Every, I mean, every new unit, I try to be able to like push it further. Yeah, but I mean. There are limits to what I can do right now with the army that I've got, with the theme that I've been going sure. with. But, um, like, for example, with the the Chaos Ogres, I tried a wet palette for the first time. So, like, oh. I was trying to do a little bit more blending, a little bit. Yeah. I, not that it actually worked out. I, I have really bad lighting, and I realized when I looked at it in daylight, like, <laughs> whoa, I could see my transitions <laughs> real clearly here. Like, like, under my light, this looked awesome, but under the daylight, <laughs> this looks awful. <laughs> but, like, when you actually look at it from a foot away it still looks really good like the i, I put yeah. the brush strokes in the right spot nice. blending was not good but the highlight spots are were effective i think nice well your army certainly pops and has a really good distinct look to it so you've done some, some nice work there thank you yeah, yeah no i guess i really liked your um i guess it was a war shrine i kept calling yeah. it a chariot during the battle report <laughs> yeah, but it's a war right. shrine that thing's rad i mean that one really is a fantastic centerpiece it really draws people in to the wolf theme yeah. that runs throughout your entire yeah. army. It's fantastic. Thank you. That was a lot of fun to build, actually. Like, it took quite a bit to re-sculpt joints on that big wolf. What's that model from? It's from Mears Miniatures. They are amazing. Yeah, they're off oh, the They're so I, cool. I, I they have a sponsor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, oh, really? let me yeah. just do a little bit of Thanks a... Thanks for listening. Let me do a little thing of it. Like, <laughs> Mears Miniatures, they're awesome. Take, buy some stuff. <laughs> no, seriously, their miniatures are awesome. Like, they're just amazing detail. Yeah. They super are cool. Chris they're, and I have a bunch. I've got the Chimera and the uh, the Manicor. <laughs> they're yeah. sick. Well, I'm, I've always been a big fan of Alan Carrasco's work. Carrasco. I can't remember how to pronounce his last name, but he's a uh, sculptor. It's Panoply. <laughs> Panoply. <yeah>. Alan, <laughs> Alan Panoply. Anyway, he's a fantastic sculptor from Europe who, who does a ton of uh, Mears work. And, he, yeah, their work is brilliant. And I like to look at it as sort of like a... This is what I could do someday if I got good, but it's it's fantastic stuff. So it was a good pick. A little pricey sometimes, but yeah. like it's worth the money that you pay for what you get. Uh, totally. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. So that's your so that's that's what you used for all of your cast ogres then? Uh cast ogres are actually the um Rackham confrontation. Yeah. Like you know, they're not they're oh, okay. not around anymore, but like they have some wolfen models that we're roughly chaos ogre sized. I pulled those together. I had to do some conversion work to get them to fit together right and get the weapons right. 
But man, no, they that's, look a, that's sharp. a good line. I think that was a oh. French company, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, they, Rackham yeah. is from France. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they they had a bunch of metals that were that were great, and then they switched over to plastics and did not find went a market. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, they went down. No, it's a shame. Those models were fantastic, and they were like the IP for them got switched around yeah. for some different uh, companies yeah. for a while, but never quite picked up. And I gotta say, also, I actually picked up on the cheap a copy of Confrontation: The Game, and it is. It's an incredible ga- game. It's really the way it functionally works is awesome. Sorry, give me a cool. spin off on a no. That's fine. Confrontation podcast. The models though are Tangent. fantastic. Like yeah, they really there's are. a really lot of character. Like, they really are. I picked the ones that I had pretty thoughtfully. Although the one I have one that's like gigantically big compared to the others, and I I didn't check size comparisons before I bought them. He's pretty big. I'd have guys on rocks just to make it kind of comparable. Even it out. <laughs> but like my my musician is like a wolf that's like. You know, howling at the moon, the, the moon kind of thing, and nice. the other one was I could convert him with a banner real easy. So like they they worked real well with that kind of stuff. It's a lot of character in those models. Yeah, they're yeah really there good. is, but it's, it's chaos. Some can be bigger and smaller. Oh yeah. So oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's legit. So do you have another project that you're thinking of, or like have another project on the uh, on the burner? I mean, I've got like four different projects for like three different games right now, but for <laughs> oh, fantasy. Man. I've got a test model of Empire currently sitting on my desk. Um, mostly done. I've, I haven't gotten the oranges done because I haven't had orange paints because finding orange paints is really hard. Like good orange paints is really hard. I had to go to um, Vallejo to get like some solid ones. One, uh, the, ones uh, the orange that I've had a lot of luck with is um, uh, Reaper Master Paints. They have a triad of oranges. So it's like three that related yeah. tone, yeah. same tone, but they're different, slightly different. Hues or whatever, or same hue, different tones. I have those. They don't quite go deep enough for me. I gotta. Oh, got it. Like I, I, mine, rich, I have, I have six. Orange. I have six layers of orange currently, like six paints of orange that yeah. I'm gonna go between the two. Then my empire list is my empire stuff. I always go again next level for each army. So the empire stuff is blending. So I'm gonna do really uh. just like minuscule transitions in order to get up to like a really sharp contrast. Okay. But blending is the thing I'm game. really trying to learn as well. Stepping up your game with every new army. I think, for I me, like you got to go next level with everything you do. So I hear totally, you. totally. I hear you. Well, good luck on your games tomorrow, Mike. Thanks. Uh, we'll be uh, watching with a uh, you know with keen interest to see how you do. Should be fun. Thanks Absolutely. for having me on, boys. Hey, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Take care. Say hi to the guys in uh, at Skull Bros when you get Force. home. I will. <laughs> so, Aaron, Aaron. Uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, your experience as a paint judge. Sure. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you've seen in general, your impressions, anything that in particular that has stood out to you, uh, what you look for, et cetera. Yeah, sure thing. Um, actually, it's good to have had Mike on because um, his army is a great example of uh, of what uh, what you what you want to see yeah. in the hobby. Um, just very very creative. Dave's jealous. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's some sentences going on offstage here. Aroused. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you're saying uh, so, Mike's army? Yeah, like, no, Mike's army's uh, this fantastic um, army, and it's really what makes paint judging fun is finding these gems mm. that are inspiring, and and it really shows you that the the community hobby as a as a big gestalt thing. Yeah. is actually really rich right now. Totally. And um, it's really cool because, like, um, competition in Warhammer from a hobby painting perspective is huge right now. It's almost, it's getting up there to be in the same ballpark as, say, uh, some of the gaming. 
um, in terms of, of how much effort people put into these things yeah. and how much, um, yeah, how much thought goes into it. But from a, a, a paint judging perspective, um, I've seen a lot of good armies today. It's There's um, definitely some, um, I don't know, sort of consistency across the armies I've judged mm-hmm. where it'll be a great army, but there'll be like one or two things that, that I, that based on paint scoring, dings it down a little bit. What are the worst offenders for those examples? Um, well, unlike freehand is yeah. a big one. Yep. A lot of, and this is a kind of a thing, because I noticed this, I do paint judging for Adepticon as well mm-hmm. uh, on uh, Domus team. Sure. Now, um, this happens at Adepticon a lot too, where you see an army that's fantastic, but it doesn't have any freehand. Mm. And the way that paint scoring works at Adepticon is ha- not having freehand doesn't isn't really a problem because there's a a a 25 point max you can get, and there's a bunch of different routes oh, to that right. 25 points. Whereas the um, the bits scoring sheet's a little tougher, and um, and uh, and you really are trying to you really want to get all these different features such as basing, such as freehand, such as conversions. Right. And, uh, oh, Andrea's bringing treats. Thank you. Um, but uh, there always be, there's often like one or two things missing. And otherwise, it's a fantastic army. So um, I have to say just the level of work people are putting in for bits is, is good. There's, I don't see a lot of this sort of just simple three-color thing or a just unfinished army. In fact, a lot more I, effort nowadays. Yeah, I mean, there, yeah. I, I saw one army that got a zero. Because here was, this weekend, yeah, because there was some models that weren't entirely um, up to up to par. Uh, you know, I I judged a few armies myself, uh, only a handful. But one of the uh, hardest things that I had to do was one of the questions is: is the entire army based to a three color minimum mm-hmm. or painted to a three color minimum? Yeah. And uh, this particular army, I won't say who or what, had uh, I, th- I want to say one or two models that were still only primed. Yeah. And that, I- uh, it just gutted me because I I want to award those points for the ninety nine percent effort that went mm-hmm. in otherwise. Yeah, but by the letter of the rules, you just can't. No, it's give those just points. it. I mean, that's that's it. At a, not so much here at Bits, but at Adepticon, there was a lot of armies that were great, but then there was like one model that oh. clearly had like the basing wasn't past priming. Right, oh. and you're just. Come on. That kills me. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I've, I've rushed for tournaments. I, the time I played in bits, I had a really half-baked, unfinished army. So I, I'm being a Your little... Your high elf army, you were still... Yeah, yeah, that, was yeah, still yeah. In, that was still in uh, construction that, that's mode. A, that was a great <laughs> army because it was such... You could see where it was headed. You know, it was like 80% there. And yep. you were also like, look, I don't... I'm not playing to win any awards. I'm not playing here. Yeah. I've, th- this is what I've got built so far. And so this is what I'm playing with. Yeah. Mm. So And nobody really minded. I mean... Yeah, I'm, I'm sympathetic two people in those situations but as a paint judge i'm also i can't honor it you know i have to i have to knock it down but um but generally i think that um what you see is getting better all the time which is exciting um i just i don't know it really thrills me to see people taking this seriously because i think that i think that the the competition the creativity it it raises the bar across the board. When you listen to these other podcasts out of England, that's one of the things that they are always commenting on is the paint standard in the United States seems to impress them. And I think that's cool. I think that says a lot for our community. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's a Midwest thing 
or if it's an American thing. Uh, I, I, typically, well, I, I think the Midwest has generally been strong yeah. hobby-wise. Yeah. And, I've, and I've heard from a lot of them, too, that the, like, the middle-of-the-road stuff here is the same as the middle-of-the-road stuff there. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so are the, the extremes and, and are, are are greater then? Yeah, a little bit. Lowers are lower, and the highs the highs are higher. Well, we I would I would easily say that in the, in the Midwest we have the best painters in the United States. I really do think so. I, I wouldn't dispute that. Yeah, I mean, you guys let me live here, so I just fall under that category. <laughs> that's right. I mean, you've got you've got your you've got your Hastings, you've got your Wapples, you've got your Whitex. Well, whatever. There you go. Chris's stuff is good. Aaron's sculpting Chris's is Army amazing. Is great. Chris's army oh, is great. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, no, I really dig it. Um, I mean, except when he throws hordes and I mean, savages oh and black orders. It's, oh, again. It's insanely bent and, like, completely impossibly <laughs> hard to orcs. play. They're just orcs. Low initiative weapon skill three punching bags. That's all they are that have animosity, but I digress. I felt bad for that guy on the, on the bottom table playing the ringer. He's kind of crying a little bit after his game. <laughs> yeah, I know. You guys are jackals. He went out. He went out in the parking lot and smashed his army. And said, "I'm done with this stupid hobby." Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Another thing that has been happening my last couple times paint judging is actually having conversations with the um, people about their armies. Okay. And, and and that's and that's actually something that Domus was um, was sort of encouraging was that if someone wanted to talk to you about their army, you should take them up on that. And it's great because you get an opportunity to tell them, hey, this is how your army looks through my eyes. And I've been lucky in that I haven't had anyone argue with my judging. Um, and I'm sure because it's, again, very competitive mm. and that there's a lot of room for that kind of thing to happen. Right. But I haven't, I've been lucky in that regard in the conversations I've had with people about their armies. Okay, that's good. Well, and, the, you know, from the guy on the playing end who doesn't judge any paint... You know, I know, especially at Adepticon, and even here at Pits before, like, if you're sitting next to your army and they're judging it, they'll they'll ask you questions and stuff. Yeah. Hey, do you have any conversions? Because some yeah. of them are subtle. Uh, you know, yeah. Hey, do you got, uh, you know, hey, are your banners painted? Which, well, you know. I was looking at Andrea Schwant's army today, which is looking really good, by the way. If you guys haven't checked out Andrea's uh, high elves, oh. they're, they're really, it's, it's a whole other level from her. Prior did you, work. Did you see the terrain piece she painted up? No, I which one did she yeah. do? Like in like one day, that tall. Did she do the Hugh the Hefner? Elven. No, 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 no. It's like an elven. Like it's waystone. To, yeah, it's an elven waystone. No, tall, I didn't sort see it all. Tan colored with all the little gems painted yeah, up good and stuff. stuff. I'll go check it out. It's really nice. Um, the thing that happened when I was looking at Andrea's army, though, was I was looking at it and I was looking direct where I was sitting. I was kind of pointed directly, directly at uh, a unit of uh, the fast cav and. And I was looking, I didn't see any freehand on her army. And I was about to go, okay, no freehand, that sucks, because the rest of the army's fantastic. But then I kind of asked her, and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, check out this banner. And there's a banner, but the, 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 the angle the banner was at was such that I was, like, looking at it perfectly parallel, so I couldn't see uh. see it. And all I needed was turn a little bit. And she had this fantastic, like, horse head and some other, like, elven runes that she had painted on there that looked really good. And nice. so I was like, oh, man, I'm really glad I didn't miss that. I would have felt like a real a-hole. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. Steve Herner, who uh, one of the players here, had a, uh, a little note card next to his army that said had an arrow pointing to one a banner. It said, you know, freehand painted banner pointing yeah, to that. Yeah, I know. I thought that just was so, Just so judges would know that, hey, this no, is freehand. It's, it's, funny, <laughs> I, I, it's funny how aware, aware of how the judging works that players are. It always surprises me. When a player talks to me about their army, and they'll 
and it's like they're running through the checklist in their head. They're right. like, here's this item, here's that item. Yep. And that's cool. Like, it helps a lot. And um, the only thing is when when players are having a conversation with a judge, um, I think it's use that as an opportunity to see the Army through another set of eyes. You'll mm-hmm. learn a lot that way. Use the opportunity to hear someone who looks at a lot of armies kind of give you a little bit of a comparative analysis. And it, this might be really obvious, but don't argue with them about your paint score. Like, that's not the time to take that Correct. up. Because, yeah. I mean, it, it really isn't. I mean, you should you should be positive about it. Point out all the strong pieces. Discuss it. Discuss not it. Argue. Yeah, don't don't try to challenge a paint score while they're judging. Mm-hmm. That's, it's, it's, and that's It's hard. That's and, really an uphill battle because the judges, any one army is judged three times by the judges. Yep. And then we take the, uh, it's the median score, so we throw out the highest and lowest, mm-hmm. and you end up with the, the remaining score. No, that's exactly right. And the thing is, and that's just it, too, is that that one judge isn't, like, making or breaking your army. Right. Um, yeah, uh, like at Adepticon, it's a very similar system where you have several judges going over these. And that's, and that's and again, that's really tough because at Adepticon, it's a lot of armies. Yeah. And you, as a paint judge, you're exhausted by the end of it. Right. Yeah, it's it's got to be tiring. I'm watching you go. How many paint judges do you guys have right now? Three? Oh, I think it's six. 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 Two yes. teams of three. Yeah, we. Have, uh, yeah, two teams of three. And then you know, some of my, myself or Grant will will jump in here or there. But I, I love paint judging. I mean, I love looking at this stuff. I like looking at what other people are doing. It gets me inspired. Um, like I should go home and go to bed because it's getting late. But I kind of want to go home and work on my art, my uh, stuff. Got, got the got the bug, huh? Oh, totally! Yeah. It's really inspiring. After every Adepticon, I'm all like revved sure. up. Awesome, cool. Yeah, it's awesome. But Aaron, seriously, thanks, and uh, we're going to definitely have you on for a hobby show sometime yeah, in totally. the early yes, 100s. Yeah, I want to talk about sculpting. Yeah, and totally. Kind of anything you've been up to lately? Yeah, uh, for sure. Anytime. Uh, thanks for having me on again. It's a lot of fun. No, Absolutely. it's our pleasure, man. Thanks. Yeah, for good on. luck. Good luck tomorrow. Absolutely. Thanks. And we'll be back. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. Welcome back to the garage. We're joined by Steve Herner, the Hearn. Hey, guys. The Hearns and Birds. It's an honor to be here. Uh, huge fans <laughs> of your show. And uh, it's it, yet yeah, an honor, man. I am so nervous right now. This <laughs> it's is a, it's like, an honor to have you. Seriously, so, no uh, kidding. Like, dude, I am just like freaking out that I'm actually 
sitting here with a mic in my face and talking to you guys. So this is fabulous. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we wanted to have you, have you on and talk about uh, two things, really. One, your kind of general bits experience. Uh, this year or last two? <laughs> uh, this year, certainly, but yeah, okay. in, in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and two, I wanted to talk about your, your hobby on your Skaven Army because yeah. you've done some amazing oh, work. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, man. appreciate it. Yeah, um, absolutely. So first question, uh, how's my bits experience? Well, uh, I had three amazing games. Um, I uh, drew up against the People's Champ for my first game. Mikey G, we Mikey just had G. him on. Yep. yep, and um, I will say honestly that I did not sleep well last night. <laughs> the wonderful thing about thinking bits. about that, yes, yes, matchup? thinking wow. about that matchup, did not get much sleep. <laughs> did not want to get twenty nilled by the People's Champ, um, and I'm happy to say I did not. I only lost fourteen nine, so uh, it was fourteen nine. Yeah, I think so. Fourteen seven. Fourteen seven? No, with the objective. No, with the objective. Points. Oh, I see. Okay, so, all right. So yeah, for the yeah objective okay. points, I got to a nine. Okay. So um, so yeah, it was a good game. It was a great game. Uh, he's a he's a master. Mm. It was really great to to witness somebody who knows the game so well, and to be able to maneuver the way he does. He just he plays it, plays the game with a real uh, kind of a clarity. Yeah, yeah, there's an art to to what he's doing. You know, my wife likes to say that this is a game of sixty percent. Luck and forty percent skill. Uh, not when you're playing against Mikey G. He knows what he's doing, and yeah. it's pretty impressive. And he's so casual about it. That's yeah. the thing that, yeah. that yeah. seems yeah. almost infuriating. Because, yeah. like I said, he just write my list and I play, and he plays enough, and he plays often enough. He plays enough different game systems where he's looking at the board, totally, and he's just like he can see exactly what's happening. It's, oh. This is what I need to do, and as long as the dice don't mess up, I've got this. Right. Yeah, absolutely. He was he was just talking to me over there and. He says, "Well, hey Steve, what do you expect? I mean, I, you know, when when all you do is uh, is read uh, when you're taking a crap when 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 you were just reading wargaming books the whole time, the rule yeah. book. That's all he ever reads. He says, he says that's the only book he reads. Um, Jeez. But, <laughs> it's good reading. Yeah, I, I can understand yeah, that. Wow. He, he's uh, yeah, it was a great game. It was an absolutely fabulous game. And then I played uh, I play I played uh, Relian's Better Half in my second game, ah. which was fabulous. It was a great game. Well, because her list isn't filthy." No. <laughs> well, it is high elf crap. So there was a frosty in there. Some, uh, some elven hate yeah, here. Are yeah. you a hater? I'm a woody. So yeah, I'm a hater of those skirt wearers. So I, I'm, my my number one love is my wood elves. So uh, which I brought last year. Yeah. Um, Great looking. But, also. Uh, thanks. Um, the uh, the game was was fabulous. Um, and uh, story of the game, she dwellered off my grace here, and uh, yeah, that was was awesome. Oh, it was good, yeah. and I failed my tournament reroll, and it's the first time ever at bits that I actually remembered to do a tournament reroll, and so uh, yeah, I forgot and to it, use it last you. year, and yeah. yeah, I failed two of them today. So Ouch. I had the same thing happen: four up, failed, yeah. tournament reroll, failed. Well, yeah. there goes that. Make tournament. sure you mark that on your bingo card, though. Yeah, that's right, prizes. right, right, right. Um, yeah. So then, in my last game, I don't remember the guy's last name, but he's part of Windy City. Uh, okay. Lenny's group, yeah. Right? Um, yeah. His name's Brian Ogres. She's running Ogres. All right. Uh, he just hit Brian H. So I'm not yeah. Sure what his last name I is. played him yesterday. Great guy. Yeah. Great, fabulous guy. Great game. Uh, a lot of ups and downs. He he uh, he cascaded his uh, his general. So yeah, that was a really rough go for him. But it was one of those deals too where he he had a reroll and rerolled the exact same number he needed. That so he failed it, and then that same oh. thing happened to me in my turn. So it was pretty terrible. Uh, <laughs> turn around his first <laughs> so, play. Yeah, and then. Um, Overall, so, so three fabulous games, and then you know, so we get in here, we get the we get the set, you know, we get the 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 the, uh, the matchups for tomorrow, and 
I'm sky high because I get to play the man on the legend. That's what I hear. I'm like, oh, I'm playing yeah. Herder. I'm like, this is awesome. We were talking that we said, I said to him, I go, okay, for every zombie you resurrect, you get a free packet of blue. Ooh. And so I ain't going to have now. Yeah, for every zombie. So we were going to see if he could clean out my stash so I'd have to make a new cook. Well, so. then, you know, really, that's bragging rights. For the winner who, of that game could be the one who truly knocks. Yes, exactly. That could have been. What could have been, Chris? What could have been? Except someone dropped out and things had to get shifted. It, it, it happens. In this case, someone who's ranked actually pretty high has to leave early. So we have to right. shift everyone oh, in that I column up. I, I get it. I don't so. want to. I don't want to. I don't want to cause any trouble, dude. So, so if I'm, we can, if we can arrange, it, if it's not hard, I'll see what I, I mean. Can it's do. not like we're going to be shifting the politics of which one of us walks <laughs> home with the trophy tomorrow. <laughs> You're not even close. Uh. <laughs> not even close. Uh, so. That will never happen with uh, <laughs> Steve her, her, Heisenberger. Her will never ever be bringing home a a, a, a trophy, but that's okay. Well, Except you know, the best painted. I'll that's tell you good. that right uh, now. Yes, yes. Well. Your skating uh, army. I love looking at it. It is so much fun. Thanks, man. Uh, Appreciate it. How long have you been playing Warhammer? Okay. Uh, how long have I been playing Warhammer Fantasy? Yeah. Uh, or you play 40K as well. No, I, I started off 40K with the kids yeah. back in 2004, um, and I was playing Tau at that time. Okay. And then, um, as crazy as it sounds, we got into uh, Lord of the Rings, the game that, uh, uh. whatever. Um, so, say what you want. But, yeah, so, and I still have yet to part with my Lord of the Rings models. Um, I have my Minds of Moria set yeah, still. I, I like it. I, I, it's I, cool. Yeah, I'm going to paint. I've committed to painting the White Council before I do any other stuff after bits uh but uh you asked me how long have i been playing um so serious um serious warhammer fantasy is i'm looking down at my shirt and this is not the shirt uh there's one of our holy hammer shirts that's our club name and we have the established date oh okay and that would be i think it's 2011 so serious gameplay was so okay, years. so pretty recent. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Far as gameplay. When, when you first talked to us, it sounded like I thought you had just gotten into the hobby. Uh, the hobby had always been there, and, uh-huh. but it had been there. Like, I bought a fantasy army, uh, probably. I bought Wood Elves. Um, let's see. So, doing the math in my head, probably 2009, somewhere okay. in there. Does that sound about right? Timeline? I'm not sure. Really bad with days. So about sure. that time. But I wasn't playing fantasy. I bought it solely as a hobby army. Okay. Because I just fell in love with the models and the sculpts. And then my son, Reed, who you played at Kenosha. Right. Right? Um, he bought a lizard army. And so that was kind of our start. Yeah, he, he Actually, all the credit goes to Reed because if it wasn't for Reed wanting the lizards, hmm. I probably would have never invested in the woodies. And so he got me into fantasy really um it was all for him from 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 him and uh um, nice yeah so um i've never told him that so if he listens to this cast he'll he'll, he'll love hearing that um <laughs> <laughs> uh and then i uh so so yeah so it started um it started it started then and then uh it just kind of grew and then we met the DeBrocks, and then we formed the holy hammer fan okay. uh, spencer and nick and pat DeBrock, who were here last year yeah um they're now the east coast chapter of the holy hammers they moved all out to the East Coast. So oh, we've, nice. We've now got a West Coast chapter because ah. Kyle Frank is out there on the West Coast. Okay. So, so we're wow. spreading like, yeah, we're spreading. Like so, a disease. Like a disease, uh, yeah. So, going all Nurgle yeah. on us. Yeah. See, we've only got the one group. NW where? NW, NW here. here. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's how long I've been playing. Um, See, I thought you had just gotten into the hobby. So 
you're like, oh, and I just bought this. This is my first army, and I just bought it in 2011. Right. I remember when I first met you because yeah. you would email the show. You're like, we're a new group. We're going to yeah. be around, and I just met you through email. Right. And then you showed up at like – Bits. Yeah. Bits. And I'm looking That's at this true. army going, this son of a – look at this. I'm like, yeah. I've been painting this stuff. Yeah. Like, stuff. And, Thanks, man. And you're, like, you do like – you do graphic arts, right, and stuff? Yeah. yeah so, I, do. I mean, I just – I look, I'm like, wow, this guy has a, has a command of the color – and these oh, ideas nice and the creativity. Seriously, I, I, I get I quite it. jealous of the quality of your arms. I look at them and go, wow. wow. A lot of conversions. I mean, your Skaven has all those conversions yeah, the, the in the it. The Skaven army is a lot of fun. It's uh, The theme is a Skaven army that's overtaken an empire town. Yes. And has yes. donned all the hats and stuff, the fedoras that the, the empire yeah. wear. Rats With and all hats. The feathers. Yeah. yeah, rats and hats. Yeah, it's great. And uh, oh. there's a couple in there that have puffy shirts and uh, hopefully more in the future. Mm. Um, the... Uh, the inspiration for it, I built, the, actually, I built the Skaven Army. That whole Skaven Army you see, I actually built. Uh, I started it at the end of Bits last year. So a, a, a year in the a making. A year. One year in the making, yeah. Because yeah. you have the, the Marion, is the Marionburg land ship? Yes, it is. As, uh, is it, it's a unit filler, or does it no, serve it, it a serves, function? No, it's my Screaming Bell. Oh, it is the And then bell. where the okay. back, where the stern starts yeah. is the unit filler area. Yeah, okay. But I still have the representative models to take off in the unit. Okay. Now so, I like, when you make wounds, I'm taking them off, but it's the five ranks deep. And, You're right, you know, right, I've got right. all this stuff, so we're, we're all it's squared amazing. away. You know, the thing I love about that army, and there's, there's a, a couple of other conversions we'll talk about, there are huge centerpieces that yeah. visually dominate the space. Mm-hmm. But then it's surrounded by the, uh, the sea of small Skaven infantry, and it's just a great dichotomy in Thanks. terms of scale. Thanks, and I think that's really what works so well. Did you that see army. that some of the the infantry, rank and file, even are converted with pistoliers? Like there's pistols yeah. in there oh, yeah. throughout on the Skavens, yeah, and slaves and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, there's all the, it's all the fine details in there. It just mm. it just drives you nuts. Look, <laughs> and you're like, wow. Yeah, there's Thanks, a, the one creature that I, I think it's your. Uh, is it a plague furnace? Yes, it's a Mirrors miniature model, and it's okay. carrying the plague Wait, furnace. Mirrors miniatures? Yes, like our sponsor, Mirrors miniatures. Yeah, guys from sure. England. Yeah, that's the second time on the show that someone's like, oh, "I'm yeah. using a Mirrors miniature." Yeah, yeah, yeah fabulous miniatures. Um, love the sculpt. I will give them. Well, well, fabulous sculpt. Um, it was great. I added the fur to it. Um, okay. okay, the inspiration nice comes from Wayne Kemp. Um, when I saw his, I can see that. When I saw his screaming bell, he has a screaming bell where he used the same miniature. And um, he almost brought it to Adepticon. When I saw that, I was like, all right, yeah, what can I do with that? I didn't have a furnace yet. I thought, what the hell, I'll do a furnace. Yeah. And then um, and it and it took off from there. And my conversion process is a little twisted because I, like, build it and then start hacking it and okay. then fixing it and then hacking okay. it. So it's kind of an organic process yeah. to get like, there. Like the sure. theme for the Skaven was just uh, to throw them together, mm. and so I just built them really fast and because and, I wanted a second army to play. Okay. So I, I just built them out, and I really didn't pay attention to theme or anything yeah. uh, other than I wanted to do swamp bases. Okay, And so okay. Um, then when I suddenly started to enjoy playing the army, and I loved the fluff, and then I dug a little deeper. I thought, wow, what can I do with this? Because the woodies are all converted, too. Yeah. So I was like, what's the conversion possibilities? And then it then it just kind of dawned on me with the Empire concept. And um, and then, um, you know, it, 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 it just continued to grow. And, like, the, the furnace was a lot of hacking and chopping of the kit. 
to get it to look right. There are some pictures on Twitter of the of the furnace, but it's basically a giant sort of rat ogre esque right. creature. Yes, I mean it's huge. Right, with the the furnace kind of harnessed to its back. Correct, and right. so it's it's kind of. Off balance because it's because as right. it's walking yeah. back and forth. Yeah, I mean, it's so forth. dynamic. And then the yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, and the the monks. I I sculpted. I didn't sculpt. Uh, yeah, I I resculpted the hand on the left hand on the miniature so that it's grabbing a uh, empire uh, dude and his helmet's flying off. Yeah. And then um and then on the back because it's you talked about the dynamic pose. Yeah. The. I felt like it needed some more something to like make it feel like the the plague monks weren't just going to fall off the back. Right, right. So I used some of the just did a kit bash and then put like some railings around around the side and around the back, and it and it and it worked out really well. And then that led to the inspiration for the bell boat, which is the scurvy keel. The scurvy and, keel. And I then like uh, Paul Wagner deserves credit for that. Um, Paul was posting after after Paca. He uh, you know he saw the Skaven at Paca because yeah. I brought him to Paca. And we were talking, and then uh, about a week after Packet, he posted a picture from an old white dwarf of uh, uh, a um, uh, like a, a ship with a bell, right? But it oh. wasn't it wasn't using the Marienburg and anything. Yeah. And then he goes, he says something like, "Holy hammer, her!" And he up for it. And I said, "Okay, you know, gauntlet thrown, challenge accepted." And so I started thinking about what I could do with it, and started doing a little bit of research. I found a couple blogs. I found one guy, don't remember his name, who actually who actually had work in progress shots of the same type of conversion, okay. but never completed it, or at least there's no completed shots. Sure. And um, one of the things he had said was he had a hard time getting getting the getting the um, the altar to work on the, the uh, ship. Right. So. There was a lot of sculpting that went into that. I had to increase the size. So if you look at the furnace and you look at the ship side by side, you'll see all the differences huh. between the two. So because okay. I, I extended the I extended the the arch and then the, all the rocks are res- uh, the, the rock on the um, the altar is also is, uh, uh, is green stuff. Oh, it's all green stuff. Yeah, okay. it's you don't sculpted. use any other uh, uh, sculpting products. It's all just uh, green, straight green stuff. Yeah, it's all well. Green stuff and epoxy sculpt I use. Oh, okay. Um, did not use any epoxy on this one. I've used epoxy sculpt on my uh, woodies. Um, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I prefer green stuff though. Overall, okay. yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, it's you, great results. Thanks. So thanks uh, a lot. It was a, it was a fun project to work on, and I, I start I started I, it after the week uh, Sunday of Adepticon is when I started the project. Wow. So wait, Adepticon ends on Sunday. You go home and start a new project. Yes, sir. I bought the. Yeah, so you know, just a few months ago too. Well, so. I didn't play in the championships, Dave. I I, just, I didn't either. I didn't teach. Well, home but, but, but but you guys were there all weekend. I wasn't. Okay? Oh, okay. So I was there for. I was there Thursday. What team turn? No, team turn was Friday. Friday. So I was there Friday. Came out, saw a couple dudes on Thursday. You know, Saturday I just came in, hung out, that kind of thing. It was nothing. I bought the boat uh, that Friday. Mm. So yeah, that Sunday started it started it. So okay. whatever was from the Depticon to last week. And the last final bit was the little Skaven assassin that's hiding behind the wheel. And the credit for that goes to Wayne. Wayne and I Wayne Kemp and I had yeah. been direct messaging via Twitter. So he was watching the whole uh, thing in progress, okay. which was great, the building of it and all the stuff. And so we were trading ideas back and forth and then Wayne you know I, I had the two slaves under there yeah. under under the bow of the boat. And um, Wayne goes, uh, he said, you know what would look really good, too, Steve, is a, 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 Skaven, uh, a Skaven assassin. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's brilliant, right? And so uh, 
on eBay on uh, from Noble Knight Games, I was able to score uh, some some old school Skaven assassins and was able to fit that guy right in there. Guy nice. I think I, I think cool. I missed that detail. I'm gonna go back and take a look. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, there's so, so many on there though. It's easy to miss. No. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a great project. It's a great project. Looking forward to seeing how you do uh, the rest of the weekend. And, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks a lot for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hey, man. Thanks for coming right. on. Have you it on. was an honor, guys. And I love the show. <laughs> Total honor, man. Uh, love the show. And uh, keep up all the good work because it's a really uh, – what you guys do for the community is really huge. It's, well, thank it's, you. It's awesome. It's, it's, it's fun It's to do. really great. I mean, thanks, it inspired man. our club. I mean, it was really one of those things that just kept, like when we first heard it, we were like, "Yeah, this is great stuff," and then it just grew. And if it wasn't for if it wasn't for you guys talking about bits, you know, we would have never came last year. So okay, yeah, well, we are stoked that you guys made it out. Exactly. You're a great addition to the scene. So oh, absolutely, thank you. you guys are too kind. But thanks, thanks a lot. Okay, so um, and but then before we leave, don't forget get some contest entries in for contest NATO. Have your sons try it. What is that? Hey, thanks for listening. <laughs> Wait. Episode 98 okay. came out like a week and a half ago. Wait, that was... Contest NATO. But you were talking about dwarves, weren't you? No, no, no. There's one episode that has come out since then. The Monstrous Arcanum? Yes. yes. I listened to that. Maybe I'm not done with it yet. Oh, because yeah. the con- we announced five contests. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Contest- yeah. Oh, wait. Winners NATO, will be like Shark NATO. Contest NATO. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I'm thinking like NATO, like, you know, North, North Atlantic, Atlantic Treaty. Treaty. Or organization. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, because I'm, I'm, you know, when I'm not Warhammering and teaching, I'm big in I, geopolitical. I, I do a lot of work with NATO. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just about everybody here, right? Yeah. Listen, hey, everybody likes I'm Dave. Sorry, I'm like man. a diplomat. Right. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Exactly. Come on. Right. Come right. on. Right. 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 No, we'll look into that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, no problem. <laughs> All right, again, Steve. Seriously, thanks for thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. Absolutely, my pleasure. And folks, um, that's almost a show. Okay, folks. And before we get back to the excitement of bits, it's contest NATO, Chris. <laughs> That, that kind of sounds like the Jaguar. <laughs> the Jaguar. I still have that sound clip. I was looking for sound clips the other day and I saw it. I haven't written a Jaguar. <laughs> 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 well, I, I, wrote, I wrote like H-W-A-A-H because I was like, wah, wah. I was just like trying to figure out what letters that would be. Caught me off guard there. <laughs> but you caught it. You yeah. didn't let it go. That's the important thing. All right. So, folks here... Um, Right now, we are going to talk about Contest NATO, and we have a special sixth sixth contest. Now, this contest, uh, as you can see, our sponsors have really been generous. Um, Mm. Almost every sponsor has thrown in something right now for this this big Contest NATO. And so um, here's the contest. Lay it on us. All right. List all the sponsors that the show has had. Now, business sponsors, not just shout-out sponsors. That would get stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had several sponsors. We've had some sponsors come and go throughout the time of the show. The list of our sponsors and listing them in the order that they signed on. Now, I will give you guys the start. Our very first sponsor ever, our longest and oldest sponsor, was Unique Gifts and Games. U-G-G. So there's the first answer. Okay, list all the rest of the businesses that have been our sponsors and in the order that they came on, whether they're still on or not. So we've had a bunch. 
Some have come and gone. If you can list all of our sponsors in proper order, email that list to garagehammer at live.com. Contest number six. First correct answer wins. What do they win? What do they win? Well, I'll tell you. They're going to win a um, shield bag from Battlefoam, uh, the standard loadout. So it's the sh- the shield bag is the one they gave away at Adepticon 2013. Okay. The first I gotcha. uh, 500, I think, yeah. people got that, that bag. It's a, it's a soft side. It's not the hard side Battlefoam bag. Sure. It's a soft bag. But it comes with their standard loadout. So you're going to get some foam already in there. Very nice. And I think some of that's pluck foam you get in the standard loadout, so you can kind of do for anything. Yep. But, hey, free Battlefoam. For, for the first for person the sponsors that can order. get that name them in order. So, there you go. That's the contest. Uh, good luck to you guys. Good um, luck to all. We will, an- been thrown. we will announce the winner in episode one hundred uh, coming up in just a coming couple weeks. Soon. I can't wait. All right. So back to this coverage. I know we just left Steve Herner. It seems like to listen. We just left Steve Herner. That's what we did, but through the magic of editing. That was days ago. Yes. And we're back because a lot happened on Sunday that surprised us, and we wanted it to talk sure about did. that. Yeah. So um, I know, Chris, you have a lot of the scores, and since you were... I do. Yeah. So so before we get into that, even, I, I do want to reiterate my... Uh, Public apology for my Ringer Army. I know this is somewhat of a controversial. Okay, you got topic. so much. Do you have, wait? Do you have both copies of the list? By the way, I think I might have given you everything. Sorry, that's right. So yeah, I tried to offer this apology while we were reading the uh, the raffle numbers, and uh, I think it was you that asked me to give out my uh, Ringer Army list to the masses and get judged there right on the spot. I okay, I felt bad. I, I, okay, I actually was worried when I left. I was like, I hope Chris isn't mad because I really did kind of throw you on the spot. No, no, it's fine. But a, it was, it was, you, you, you handled it really well with some humor and some, some self-deprecation. <laughs> right. And as I put on Twitter, it was kind of funny the combination of Crispy and sort of up there doing his thing and the slight discomfort of, dude, that list. Well, I think the the crowd has judged, and pretty- I think it was uh, deemed too broken. But it was funny because you know it's a. Yeah, Grimgore with 37 Blackhawks, boo. You know, 100 people, you know, yelling boo. Uh, two units of fast calf. Oh, okay, that's not bad. <laughs> you and then you're, but then you're like, and another 40, uh, what was it? 37 Savages. 37 Savages. All the war machines, boo, boo. You had the guy, like, you had the guy another, in there with the shrunken head. Yeah, I'm like, give me another raffle number quick. They're turning <laughs> on me. <laughs> but I think it was a good way to break up the... Yeah, the pace of the raffle, but which typically so takes fun. a while. And, and that was so funny because the people who actually played against it were, were oh, they were you giving out. me a lot of stick. F you! I played that yeah, list. Don't yeah. tell me it was that fluffy. I think it was Ron Glass. Yeah, I think it was, was that his name? Yeah, but he he, he tweeted just, me. He was like, "Yeah, I love your you know your your beating up your list. You know, it's fun. No, so yeah, it's all in good fun. You handled it pretty well. And I guess everybody was giving you grief for it too. That's the funniest part. Yeah, was, yeah my, they're they're talking about changing my nickname to the Ringer because of that incident. Oh, that would be so funny. So anyway, so let's uh, th- now that that's out of the way. Um, okay. So final standings. So I won. Re- the results oh, no. are in. You won overall, huh? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. Hey, I can claim it. It's my show. So what did you win? Um. Oh no. You know what? I didn't. No, let's. Let's go. You want to do it in order? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Sean Troy got best overall with his empire, 
And obviously got Best Empire. Duh. Since, yeah. 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 So congratulations to Sean. And I don't know if Sean is on Twitter, but if anyone knows, please let us know. I'd love to follow him. Now, you can, you can get, what was it, 125 points in battle. Mm-hmm. And then there was 40 for sports, 40 for comp, and up to 50 for paint. Right. So one, one, 125. Well, how much does that? That's a weird total. 125, 175 plus 80, that's what, 255? 255, yeah. Okay, so we had 214, so that's a lot. Of, that's pretty that's a lot. That's way more. It's than pretty me. good. It's actually pretty tight. The, the top. Uh, well, Adam Hilton, who came in second, is one point behind him at two thirteen. Yep. Adam ended up with best general and best dark elves. Mm-hmm. So nice job, Adam. And then you guys did give out best in race, as we already named a couple. Now, how many how many armies had to be represented for you to win best in race? Well, at the time of our ordering the plaques, there had to be at least three armies represented. Now, through last-minute drops and people changing armies, because we, we did have a handful of those, uh, some some armies dropped below the three-army minimum. But we still gave out the plex anyway since you ordered they them. were made. So. But so which races wound up in the best of the rest? Because you just clumped everyone who didn't have at least three. So I know the Chaos Dwarves were in there, weren't they? Chaos Dwarves were in there. I'm trying to think who else. There were no Wood Elf players, right? Tomb Kings, no Wood Elf players, which I was shocked. I'm surprised nobody took them. I was uh, you know, a couple, especially considering the new book had just come out. I thought someone would, you know, scrape something together really quickly. I guess. So no one else. Um, Orcs and Goblins was another one. There was only two plus the ringer. <laughs> uh, so we could run through the army totals if you want real quick. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, Empire, okay. there were 13, the, okay. by far the largest. Ogres, there were 12. Dark Elves had 11. Warriors, 11. Demons had 10. Uh, there were seven High Elves, six Vampires, Five lizards, four skaven, four dwarves. Only two orc and goblins, not counting the ringer. Um, two regular dwarfs, dwarfs. Two tomb kings and no wood elves. Bretonians? No Bretonians. Wow, so only 14 races represented. Yes. And out of how many? We had 89 people show up? 89. So out of 89 players, there was 25. 25. Wow, that's almost... Almost a third. Or Empire and Ogres. Yeah, about yeah. what? About twenty-eight, thirty percent almost were yeah. Empire and Ogres. It was a lot. A lot of Empire, I think, than more than a lot of people were expecting to see. I was a bit surprised. I was too. So, but so you had those last few went into the the best of the excuse me the best of the best rest. Of the rest, yeah. Um, Johnny Hastings won best appearance. Very nice with his Ogres. Yep, and. Um, Player's Choice went to John Cash and his Chaos Dwarves, which is a great-looking army as well. Right. The rest were the best in race. Oh, you have your best sportsmanship, which went to Patrick Brindelson, one of the Lords of War out of Minnesota. Right. If you don't know Patrick, I'm sure you've heard him. (laughs) That was funny. I didn't didn't really know him, but I I got to know him that last game because he was right on the tables in the row right Uh, behind us. That was funny. Yeah, he's a good guy. Chuck got the Snorri Award for best... uh, what is that? The best theme. Best theme. It was the uh, Halfling Empire army. Yeah. Did you see it up close? It, was, was, it looked really it good. It was a really cool army. He had the, the giant. Uh, what were they? Like the the chickens or the roosters? Right, right. Giant rooster cavalry, which was a nice touch. No, it was a it was a nice army, and it was it was a really nice theme. And then you had uh, Sam Kissinger getting the best terrain piece because we all brought in. Yeah. Did everybody participate in the terrain? <coughs> Not everybody did. Okay. It was good it was a good way to earn a reroll. So I think if you wanted to, you know, gain that reroll you would have, but I don't think everyone did. Should we run through the rest of the uh the best 
Sure. Of each category. So Hayne Begley out of Arkansas got Best Lizard Man. It was a real pleasure to meet Hayne in person. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice to meet him finally. Uh, Dom Michael came in fourth and got Best Ogres. Very nice. Always He's a strong showing. Chicago player. and Yeah. With their new club, the Windy City Warhammer. Right. So. Very nice. Uh, we have, let's see. Next would be fifth place. Mike. Gerald. Gerald. Yeah, Best Warriors. Gerald got Best Warriors. Oh, and then John Cash, like you said, he got the he got best of the rest with his cast dwarfs. Right. Yep. That it was a, a fantastically converted army. It's a great looking army. Yeah. The colors are really striking, and all the conversions that he has on his uh, hop goblins is out there. Yeah. Yeah. Those I, I, are it really looks like well Skaven done. bodies with knoblar heads yes, and somebody yes. else's arms. Very well done. Very well done. I still think, and I forget which one it is. Whichever one throws the flame thing. Yeah. One of those war machines that he's got. He's got an ogre pulling a cart with it looks like four oil barrels with hoses running it oh, to that, the yeah, that's awesome. to the cannon like a giant flamethrower. Flame yeah, look a touch. You know what? It was simple, and and his paint scheme was uh, blacks and and lava. And so it was all blacks and reds and and bright oranges. And talk about uh, it was a simple idea with a simple paint scheme that really worked. Mm. And that's not to take anything away from some of the other ones. You've seen Hastings things, and his his stuff is seamless, and it, and it works really well. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, you looked at you looked at John's, and it's like, you could tell he took a lot of time with the conversions and the work. Oh, sure. But like I said, the paint scheme was, you looked at it, and you're almost like, wow. I, you, you, it felt like, wow, this is inspiring in a way, like, I think I can do something like this. Like, I don't know so much about the conversions, but at least the painting, it's like... Well, it just goes to show that if you find the right color scheme and apply right. it consistently, that you know can take you a long way. Yeah. Um, so well done to cool. John there. Uh, Best Hiles went to Eric West. He's one of the local Chicago guys. Okay. That is it. And then, of course, Hastings got Best Appearance. Right. With his Beastman Ogre uh, combo, which, yeah, we've all we've yeah. seen it. It's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. What are you going to say about it? It's, <laughs> you know. I'd love to play against it. Oh, sure. Um, we did. At, uh, we played some Trap uh, and Treachery. Kind of. That's kind of it. It was on the table, but <laughs> he was otherwise engaged, I think. Uh, Steve Herner, who was who was in the running for some of the best painted, mm. uh, he won Best Skaven. Great army. I, I think it was my favorite army of the tournament. You know what it is? He's got all the conversions, and you look, and it's like, yeah, a lot of people make conversions. But he's converting hundreds and hundreds of models. All... and. You can pick up the one in the front rank, the one in the middle, or the one in the back. Yeah. You, it, th- there's no, I'm putting my best models in the front. You can tell he just puts it's, them yeah, on the it's, tray. It's every single Every model. single one of Not them. Not only small ones, but huge ones as well. Yeah. So it, it runs the spectrum. His conversions are, are really just, they're really good, too. Yeah, it's, it tells, it tells yeah. a good story. You know, they've obviously sacked this. Empire City. Empire they've all I don't, what, what colors are red and white in the Empire? Marienburg or something I think like that? Mar- it might be Marienburg, yeah. Okay. Well, plus he's got the 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 Forge World, the the, the land ship, the Marienburg land ship. Yeah, right. So they've got that. That's the the I think was it the plague I furnace was on or was the screening belt? No, the screening belt the was bell. on that. And then the the plague furnace, the furnace was, was the thing, but like being carried by the huge rat ogre. Yeah, that monstrous rat ogre. Which I don't know what model that's from. I, think I, I took a ton of pictures of this from the low angles and those <sighs> huge models. That they look epic. Yeah, from those long angle shots. It really is kind of cool. I mean, and it's huge. There's there's absolutely no modeling for advantage here because these things are yeah. at least twice the size. Are, it's a huge concession to your opponents. Yeah, you know, shoot this right here. You can't. I mean, seriously, you, you could be behind your whole. You can't not see it. Yeah, 
you have dwarves behind <laughs> really tall ogres, right. and that cannon could still see that ship Easily. no matter any part of the game. Easily, uh, it was it, it was a really cool army. Yeah, it's so well really done, neat. Steve. So who else? What else we got? We What's have next? Uh, best demons, uh, one by Eric Bemis. Yeah, I think he was an all Slanesh theme, and I I heard that he kind of tailored his army to go to to defeat dark elves, elves mostly, but dark elves specifically, leveraging that. Uh, you know how those um, brolocks have right. the. Uh, the, no ward save against Slanishy attacks. Well, he had a Slanish army. Yeah, he's so, leveraging. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you're going to face all those dark house, they bring them. Sure. <laughs> kind of f- fighting, anticipating the meta. I played against Slanesh in my first game of the tournament, yeah. and I hadn't played Slanesh since the new book came really out. Fast. It's not just fast. It's they can stop you from being able to move and play the game. So were you victimized by that movement spell? Oh yes. Okay. I don't have a problem with the movement spell. I have a problem that. There's two of them in that deck. Mm. There's this one does hits and you get random movement. Right. This one is just random movement. So you can. Ouch. So if you get both, you can get both of those. Like I was playing against Chris Walker. We'll get to this later. But you could literally roll up both of those spells. And so then if I can only stop one, like right. normally you say, you know, I'm going to make sure and hold my dice and stop this spell. You're going to get your other stuff across, but you're not doing that. Okay. So he had two. So it's like, okay, do I stop the one? That he just threw that just gives me does random damage, movement or... and does no damage, and, or do I save it for the damage? Or if you know, if he tries to, ca- oh, so the random movement is the killer. But it's there's it's two in one deck, and right. it's it, it that's the part I have no problem with the spell. Mm-hmm. It's great. It does what it's supposed to do. Slanesh is faster than you. You even seem slower against him. I have a problem with two of almost the exact same spell being in the same deck. Because they don't let you take the uh, the same spell, you know. I mean, that's sure, the rule to sure. keep you from spamming certain spells. You can only Makes have sense. it once. We should we should circle back to that. Sure, lore though. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that some other time. But I just, oh, I can see why people get frustrated. Uh, yeah, by I it. can. Yeah, I can too. Uh, let's see, best dwarves won by James Nelson. Yes, and that was a, that was a nice army. And ooh. Best vampire counts. Oh, the best vampire counts army. That would be me. Very nice. Congratulations, Mr. Whitehead. Thank you. I I said that's what I wanted to get, and I got it. Mission accomplished. Granted, I came in 31st out of 89 people. I was two places below the top third. But you were the top vampire player out of six. I was. So that's no small task. I was. Um, Yeah, we just... (laughs) I think vampires had a pretty bad showing. I think... And this is not to toot my horn. I came in 31st. But I think the next closest VC player was like 50th. Hmm. We just had a rough showing. We were all down at the bottom tables for a lot of well, the tournament. I, I seem to recall a lot of vampire players had double terrorgeist. And with that many ogres in Empire, there's gonna lot, there's a lot of cannons and a lot of iron blasters out there. There are there are too many cannons and iron blasters out there. I, I, I know a lot of people say take those two and then take a night bus and you're going to do well. Right. I've, I've never been able to make that army work. Of course, I barely made my army work this tournament. Yeah, so. I don't think you've really put that army through the paces, have you? Uh, the basics of it, yes, but um, in a tournament environment, like I think you have to grind through like multiple tournaments to really gain that experience. Ah, uh, you know, but that's that's all theory, so. right? Like I said, I mean, for the most part, I know how all these pieces work and how they were yeah. supposed to work together. They did okay. I mean, they did okay. what I wanted them to do, and they avoided a lot of things that I was hoping you know, they we, would avoid. We were kind of talking about your list uh, amongst ourselves and how it's great at not giving up a lot of points, but it doesn't really win you, like, 
it won't win you a uh, it, big, it can. big victories. It, it can if things if, if a few things can go but, your way. But I think you rely heavily on your magic phase, which granted VC do. But I think you're maybe a unit or two away. Yeah, I think you need, there's some heavy hitter unit that you need to get in there. I don't know what it is. Right. So. Well, there's a lot of people think that's the the night bus. Right. But I traded that ten night bus for that huge horde of grave guard. Mm. Which is a lot more attacks, a lot more wounds on the table. Right. Yeah, I can put it back on And it's much harder to do a, a, a single spell or big thing blank out. Sure, to kill it. A horde of that than. I just, I seem to lose my nights a lot. Big spells or things will roll through and suddenly I'm like, okay, and then six of the ten are gone and it's like, uh oh. So. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I played the best I could. I was really pleased. I really wanted the award. I didn't think I was going to, I didn't think I had a chance at it. Mm. I, I was surprised when you guys said my name. I was surprised anybody else. I was I was happy for you. Dude, nice I'm really done. excited. It was kind of nice. I mean, oh, there's one more we forgot to mention. Well, no, yeah, there is one more, and uh, Ben Cohn took best tomb best kings, kings, which means there had to be at least three. Oh, but one dropped out, right? Because then we only at had least two. one dropped out. Yeah. Okay. Oh, one did drop. It's Joe Sloboda. He dropped out. Oh, okay. So that's uh, bits 2014 in the books. Yeah. Uh, so Empire won best overall, which means next year there's going to be five Empire themed tables. Okay. Which I'm looking forward to building those. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Sure. Uh, we had five war- winter themed warriors of tables this year, which I think were well received. Oh yeah, I liked them. And uh, before that were the five orc and goblin tables. So five more Empire tables. Chalk it up. Sounds good. That's going to be great. So we got some of the warrior tables. This will be a nice counterbalance to that. Right. It always seemed like the Empire was sort of the counterbalance of the Warriors, Warriors chaos. Yeah. So, so we'll think of something good to uh, to do that for that. So, any other uh, thoughts on Bits 2014? I think it went over pretty well. I do too. I want. I'd like to thank all of my opponents. Oh man, yeah, let's I run had through. a really great time. Um, let's. I know we're in the middle of a conversation, but let's take a break right here, and when we come back, we'll, we'll talk about your games. Absolutely. All right. Let's go play. Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there, as well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday Night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. And we're back. I will try to do this as quick as possible because I know they get boring. But it was really fun games, and I want to at least give credit to the guys I played who did a really great job, and I had a really fun time with. Regale us with your tales of uh, battle. Okay, here we go. Regaling. Regaling begins now. regaling. (laughs) When you hear this, you're going to be like, he got best vampire counts. (laughs) We'll run through this really quick. Okay. My first game was against Chris Walker. Always a a tough game. Yeah, and I've only played him one other time. I played him at your house. Yeah. 
and we had a great time. I, I played think we against both his lost Warriors. that night, if I recall. Yes, we did. He beat you, and then I got there, and he whooped me really bad. But basically, top of turn two, his two chariots hit uh, my unit of 32 zombies. And don't get to overrun my grave guard because there's one, oh, one zombie guy. left. Jeez. So, I mean, but that's the type of thing that's going on. By the bottom of the turn three, I remember here, I'm dying. And <laughs> I didn't realize how many points I had gotten. And he had cleaned up all, basically the whole board except for my grave guard and my mm. two characters in it. Um, he's oh, so that, he's got you surrounded then. But he keeps backing up and throwing that random D6 movement spell on me. So right. I just keep moving forward D6. Is turn five, they finally fail their frenzy check because they're corn warriors. Mm. So they fail their frenzy check. So instead of backing up, they have to charge into sure. me. Sure, blood for the blood god. So basically he gets into me all over the place. Mm. I kill the warrior unit. And at the end of turn five, I've got about seven, I can't believe it was seven or nine Graveguard left and my two characters. But we were out of time. So, so we, we had five rounds? Yeah, we had five rounds. Four or five turns. Or five turns. And um, I felt kind of bad because I even said to him afterwards, I go, dude, you know, even with all the growing, I made sure to put dice on the back of the trays and add the models on his turn. I'm like, I, th- I felt like we played as quick as we could. I don't think that there was any way. Do you feel in general for you and, and for the player base at large that two and a half hours was enough for 2,400 points? It seems so. Most people were finishing. Yeah. And for some reason for me, I, th- I get to turn five and turn six gets tough for me. Hmm. And I don't know if it's me. It must be me because it's always in my games. But I just seem to get. I seem to have trouble getting a full six in, and mm. I play as quickly as I can. Like I really try to play. Next time fast. we play, we should time it a twenty four hundred point game just to see. Yeah, with no, nothing for the show, nothing right, for extra dice and yeah, stuff. Just for our own. I've Be- never had problems finishing because I even said to him, I said, uh, I mean, I finished a lot of my other games. I just yeah. said to him, I said, you know, I really hope because seriously, one more turn because he would have been. I killed that unit, but he had a whole huge unit in my flank. He would have brought something in the rear. Right. And I would have popped, and that would have been probably, since I got those extra points, probably would have been a 15-5, a 16-4. I wound up only losing 11-9. So one point from a draw, that's pretty good. Right. I mean, it was really, I mean, he looked at me, and I was just like, I felt bad. I did. I apologized to him for like the, I did. I robbed him of a huge win. I, I was, I got lucky. Um, a well, couple of failed charges. Part of the game, you know, that frenzy, things like a frenzy check, that's that's part of the game. Um, so that was 11-9. Okay. Loss. Uh, my next game, I played against Eric West. Oh, the high off player. Yes, I was. I watched part of this game. Looked like you were having a tough go of it. This was brutal. I know you typically don't like playing against high elves with your vampires. Well, he had that kind of list. That okay, he had four bolt throwers. He had a phoenix. He had one big unit of spearmen. Mm-hmm. He had. A couple of units of archers. I think he had about 30-some-odd shots worth of archers. Yeah. Silverhelm bus. Um, the, no, the dragon riders. Oh, they're dragon princes? Dragon okay. princes, yeah. Dragon princes with the banner in there. And then the rest of his army, it was mostly the shooting. And then there was, like I said, a unit of spears. Shadow warriors. No, and it was um, it was mostly just the fast cav. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't get into any fights. His fast cab just ran around me, shooting right. at me, and his bows were all shooting at me. Mm-hmm. So my stuff's fallen off the board even before I can get to him and fight. You were telling me a little about this. His lore master with the book was kind of spamming you with magic, little magic missiles. Lore master Book of Hoeth, yeah, shooting magic missiles at my spirit host and my Vargolves and stuff. He'll throw one dice at it. Oh, it failed. Okay, book, roll it again. If it right. fails, I'll go to my 
level four death or no shadow. What's that? Pit, enfeebling foe, mind raiser. Yeah, shadow. Right. Yep. So you had a level four on shadow, and then the lore master. So if the lore master didn't suck out all my dice, he sat there and nickel and diamond me points away. Right. And if he did fail something or I stopped him, he just went over and started doing withering and enfeebling foe and sure. stuff like that. So it was kind of brutal. Um, again, my magic phases were three dice, three dice, five dice. Yeah, that's 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 the Achilles heel of your army is that the power dice. If you don't have them, like well, I couldn't I couldn't put anything back. Yeah, and well, it, that's the thing. And usually, if if you get one or two bad magic phases, it doesn't hurt me. Mm-hmm. But if I'm playing something like this that has a lot of shooting. Yeah, you he was just shooting that. the army off. I yeah. couldn't. I mean, seriously, by the end of turn three, I think he he had deployed sort of on the back, and he didn't very much move from no. that point, did he? No, he just fact, shot you up all to, the way in. I had yeah. to run up. Finally, my ghouls ran into his frostheart phoenix, yeah. and it took a couple of rounds. But so many attacks, I finally took right. down the phoenix. Especially the poison. The other thing is, this is one of those things where even he was like, "Oh man." When I did get into combat, mm. like I beat the Frostheart by a good three or four points, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I could break it and run it down and get into another combat. Insane courage. Oh, ouch. My zombies get into the bolt thrower. The bolt thrower does nothing. Yeah. I've got static combat res of five, three ranks, banner charge. Okay, insane courage. Again? Oh, got it. He had insane courage three freaking wow. times. So like every time it was like, oh, I, like, I would have had one bolt thrower and overrun into a next one. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he's got insane courage. Ouch. So then the next one I win, but I can't overrun. Right. So it was like everything was just, and I'm not blaming the dice on this, yeah. but he really did. Like I think out of 45 shots plus, because he was shooting the bolt throwers with the multiple yeah. shots, I think in the first turn he did like 38 wounds. Jeez. And I was just like. Shooting was really working for yeah, him. Yeah, it really worked. And then, I, and then three, to, oh, I can't. Put the I can't put anything back. Okay, we'll try next turn. Next turn happened. To, it was just it was brutal. I lost that sixteen four. That, that is brutal. So then I lose sixteen four. Well, and Eric came in ninth, so he's okay. he played a good a good a good tournament. Um. Yep. Then my game three, I played against Mark Cox, and he had his Skaven. Mark Cox from Texas. Yep. Yeah. This was one of the most fun games I played too. It really was. Seems like a really good guy. I wish I could have okay. had the chance to play him. Friday. I was driving to the place with Cranky. We stopped at the Taco Burrito King. I got myself a junior burrito and a quesadilla. Okay. I ate that at like 11 o'clock, like right before the team tournament started Friday. And it was a lot of food. I had some chips with it and stuff. I didn't eat again. Like, I well, missed breakfast in the was, morning. That was lunch Friday? Lunch Friday. And you, this We're already into Saturday afternoon. Well, here's the thing. Saturday morning, I overslept and didn't have time for breakfast. I wasn't really hungry. Okay. After the first game, I was putting my models away, doing stuff, talking with people. You didn't have time to eat lunch. Didn't have time. For, well, we went down to lunch, and I didn't. I did not want to eat in the hotel. I just didn't care for what they had. And so I was like, "Well, you know, we're going to have the buffet after the next game. I'll just, I'll make it to dinner." Right. So after the second game, I'm starting to feel hungry. I'm getting a bit of a headache. So we're sitting there, and we're talking to each other. I'm like, "Man, I, you know, didn't get." He pulls fries and a burger and Advil out of his backpack. He's like, we went to lunch. I didn't eat all this. I just didn't. I had it in my bag. I was just going to throw it away. But here, have it. So he fed me. He gave me Advil for my headache. He fed you. He medicated you. Yeah. And then we played a game. This was like, I was like, what? This. All that's missing is like a back rub and a warm bath. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a sponge bath. That's what I whoa, whoa. I, well, there you I go. don't know about that. But hey, well, whatever makes you happy. So once again, we came in. And this one, you know, turn one, my Vargo's dead. Um. He, uh, my ghouls are running up into his backfield trying to do stuff. Yeah. His hell pit is just smashing things up left and right. 
it, it was it's funny the doom wheel I, my spirit host charged it yeah managed to you know basically just with the charge win the combat and it did it ran off the board okay. and thank god because that doom wheel can be brutal it can be yeah um it was so funny i took out about six or seven of his units he took out my vargeist and like two other things yeah it was draw really a draw yeah typical wow. skaven i took out seven units he took out three right it was a draw did you ever kill you never killed that help it did you no, I did get a bunch of wounds on it. Didn't quite get it dead. Uh, he just he kept making all his regen saves. What are you sure, going to do? Of course. Uh, it was 603 to 655 points. So it was just like... In your favor or his? Uh, mine. Okay. But there's still a draw. Interesting. So I walk out of day one with no two losses and a draw. I pretty much figured I'm out. Then we come in uh, game four. And my game four is against Ryan Goldman. And his lizard. Oh, lizardman player. I know Ryan. Yeah, and he's it's a really nice guy. Yeah. Starts off and he's got the you know, he's got the lore master he's got the Slan uh lore master of, of high magic. Okay. Um and then he's got the skink priest. And he had he had, he had two Sallies, a stag, a big unit of temple guard for the Slan. Sure, right. A regular unit of Source Warriors, I think about four units of skinks, skirmishers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then any pterodons or a unit, of, th- a unit of three pterodons, yeah. and I th- I had the list here. I think that's about it. But is okay. Here's how this game went, and it just went from there. Okay, his first magic phase, he gets twelve dice mm. with all the extra dice and the channeling mm. and all that. Um, throws his first spell, miscasts, kills seven temple guard, but gets Ooh. his little spell off. Right. Okay. So seven temple guard. Uh, one wound on a Vargeist. He kills three ghouls, a grave guard, um, with, the, with the explosion, because that's what everything was kind of oh, happening. Okay. And he gets off that's his, he gets off the time warp or whatever, or he yeah. trades it up for time warp. He gets a spell off. Okay. Now, bottom of one. I roll up my magic phase. Two. Oh. Okay. Well, I'll try a regrow. I got two. You got one. Okay. Roll it up. Boom. Double sixes. Okay. Oh, jeez. So I grow... About a dozen or two dozen zombies, right, between my units. And I put back um, six Graveguard that I had lost, mm-hmm. or the, uh, I put a, about, about six Graveguard that I had lost earlier, a turn one from his mm-hmm. shooting and stuff. Then I roll, <laughs> put back the six, do that, roll for my miscast, double ones again. Uh-oh. So then I put the big template down. I lost 16 of my grave guard Eesh. out of the 34. Ju- I touched, that explosion touched 18 of them. Right. Killed 16 of them. Right? So I get 12 zombies or 15 zombies back, and I lose an overall of, of 10 or 12 grave guard. Not a good trade. Um, so then I roll for the, the time to see if I get so stuck in the world. Cascade. Stuck in the world. Oh, man. So I take my tournament reroll. Yeah. <laughs> And I burn the tournament reroll turn one, and he doesn't get sucked into the warp. But that's basically how the game started, and that's how the game went through the whole game. At the end, it was um, I got twenty. I got the five objective points. Right. But it was just funny. I watched a guy have a perfect game because, with the exception of that miscast in the beginning, which killed seven out of twenty some odd temple guard, yeah. never never failed a fear check. I mean, it might have done one. I think he had the. Uh, one of his skink units or something like that might have. Okay. But passed all of his break tests, 
past sure. all of it. Um, when he did choose to flee with his, they always rallied. Sure. Um, they got around. Shots were fired. Everything he did, he played a, a great game, but it was just like dice, movement, my dice, his thing. He had a perfect game. Sounds like it. It's, Sounds it's, like he had a, a plan and he executed it. And uh, It was a beautiful thing to watch, even yeah. from the side of the guy who was getting bent over the table. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't doing it viciously. He's just like, no, come on, let's play. And I had a great game with him. Don't get me wrong. Sure. It was just kind of, it was a joy to watch. Like, you sit there and That's watch good. someone have an absolute perfect game. It's like a master at work at his craft. He did. Everything, I mean, he made every right move. He made every right call. And it totally paid off for him. Hmm. His dice were a little hot. You know, I had a few problems in the beginning. But it wasn't a thing where, oh, your dice were great and my dice sucked. It wasn't that at all. Well, you've you got to take what the game gives you. He played good a perfect game. And it's it's rare that you do perfect execution and get the really good dice to back it up. Right. And that's what he had. It was fun to watch. I was shaking his hand at the end. I'm like, dude. Yeah, it, it was, that, that is a good game. I've played Ryan a couple of times now over the years. And every both games have been really fun. So, so yeah. a good opponent. So there I go. Boom. So. Okay. Then I go into my last game. I'm playing against Jason Vargas from the Holy Hammers. Ah, yeah. And he Good brought guy. his Tomb Kings. Mm. Now, he had the level five guy, Archon, on death. Archon the Black. Yeah. Is that the guy in the chariot? Well, he did. you can take him on foot or in a chariot. Okay. okay. So he's got Archon with the level five. He's got a level four on light and mm. two level ones on light. Wow. Um, he's got... The special character who can do the bonus with the Necrofex Colossus. He's right. got a Tomb Prince. So he's got all okay. these characters. A lot of characters. He's got the Necrofex Colossus, uh-huh. which adds power dice. Sure, right. I was like, okay. Then he had the two catapults and the Ark of the Covenant, sure. whatever the hell that thing's called. Um, two units of 10 archers, a big block of not the regulars, but like the whatever the equivalent of Grave Guard and Temple Guard are, like the elite fighter oh, yeah, skeleton yeah, yeah. guys. Mm hmm. He had them and um, tomb. No, I don't know if I get what they're called. Then he had a unit of three chariots and a unit of four snake riders. It's a small army, then. Yeah, I mean, well, he had a lot of characters and sure, stuff in right. it. And this one, I had an almost perfect game. I ran my Vargeist up the side, and he tried to throw a purple sun and try to do stuff to him. Yeah. Couldn't get him to take him out, so they managed to get into the side of the catapults and just chew up the sure, catapults. Right. Um, they actually overran into that unit with the with the Tomb Prince, and mm. he gives them his weapon skills. So these guys are all mm-hmm. weapon skill five, and because they got that special character in it, the 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 architect of whatever, they get hatred and frenzy with oh, him. Oh, the, the necrotect. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So like they just chewed up the Vargas. So I was like, oh boy, I don't want to fight them. <laughs> Poof. So I actually uh, had a great game where I ran up and I got my spirit host into his archers. And they were just sitting in the back corner with a couple of tiny units of archers, and he had all three of those light mages in there for his light council. Okay. My spirit host into both those units, and the Vargolf managed to get in there too. So it kills off, and you know I just kill all the skeletons, and then the unit crumbles just like VC. Yeah. So the characters all pop. Oh, So geez. there went his whole light council. That one actually went 19-1 to me. Okay. So I had one win, three losses, and a draw. It was a pretty bad showing. I had two really bad losses. Mm-hmm. A draw, a very narrow loss, and then a huge win. Um, but I still did better than. 
Hey, you, you were able to claim best VC, so that's that's something. I played my game. I did my best. Yeah. All of these guys were really fun to play with, and I think that's what it comes down to. Sure, if you enjoyed your weekend, ultimately. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was there, like I said, and we joked. I mean, I know I joked, and I'm going to win this whole thing, but I think I honestly said, and I said it in the last episode, I just want to get best general for VC. And I managed. Accomplished. I, I played the game as best I can. I mean, losing to Eric, who got best high house, and he really did. I mean, he. Yeah, I've played Eric a couple times. He's a tough, tough opponent. Dude, he he he's another one. It was him and and um, him and Eric. Mm. I mean, him and uh, him and Ryan. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they just had their games down, and I there was nothing I could do against it. So. Yeah, just uh, you tip your cap and. Yeah, exactly. But so those what were my games. Okay. Sounds like, well, did you enjoy yourself over the weekend? I had a great time. You guys good. really ran a top-notch tournament. Um, the food was really good. That pizza kept coming. At first, it was... Did you like the pizza? It was okay. I, I, thought, mean, I thought it was okay, too. There were some, some people, uh, I've heard anything from it made a couple of people sick, to it didn't taste very good. So I'd be curious to hear, you know, kind of the general opinion. I thought it was okay. Uh, you know, the staff, all the judges, you know, we we taste tested it beforehand months mm-hmm. ago. Thought it was fine. It had a lot of cheese. Mm. It didn't have a ton of sauce. It had a lot of cheese. The ingredients were fine. I mean, I didn't have anything that tasted really bad. I know some people at the beginning they came up with some of those 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 thicker, you yeah, know, the, the, the stuff, deep dish, the yeah. deep dish pizzas. And um, you know, I I don't know. It was it was I mean, it was fine. Yeah, I thought it was it was decent. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I mean we all ate our fill. I think you know for our you know for our fifteen dollars, and we didn't have to leave. Right. And for me, that was good enough right there. The salad was fine. The pizza was fine. Yeah. I was content. You know. I, I think the hotel was a little bit uh, not prepared with the volume with which we could eat it. <laughs> oh really? I, I, a little bit because they you know they brought up the first wave and it was gone in like ten minutes. Well, okay. Here's the thing. They, they I know Grant said they were starting with twenty pizzas, and I'm thinking there's a hundred of us here. Right. That's five people per pizza. And there are small pizzas. That's not like it was an extra large. Well, what were they? They 16-inch? So probably, yeah. That, I mean, that's a large pizza. But, I mean, when I do like when I do my field trips for school, when I do pizza at the mm-hmm. film field trip, I figure three people a pizza. Right. So they were figuring five. And I think, you know, grown adults, five people per pizza, you're... It's a little light, but they were eventually able to catch up, though. Oh, sure. So, I mean, they did. I mean, at yeah. the end, there was still there was like a couple pieces like, left couple over, a couple of cheese pizzas yeah. sitting there. So, I mean, they kept up with it. Um, but yeah, in the beginning, listen, I was like, starting with twenty, you should be starting with about thirty-five, right? You know, but what the hell? I, I mean, so by the end of the night, I think that's where we ended. Yeah. Well, so and it was like I said, I'm not complaining. Yeah. The fact is, some people ate earlier than others, but everybody ate, sure. and everybody ate their fill. And that's right. you know that was and that's what, that's what we, and I think I agree with you. The most important thing, and that's that's why we did it, was keep everyone kind of together. Yeah, maintain that uh, communal atmosphere. Yeah, so it was good. So yeah, I'm looking forward to next year. Uh, I did get a lot of inspiration for the building and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been sitting here looking at my Herstart stuff after putting stuff together for the terrain contest. Yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, I really I, now I really got to make a move on the display board. Sure, because everybody who's in those top. Top spot seems to have a little something extra with their display boards. Mm-hmm. You don't need something that has to be, you know, it doesn't have to be like, what's his name? Um, GMM Studios. Who is that? Brandon. You're right. right. 
It doesn't have to be one of those Brandon Adepticon, I need a freaking trolley cart to bring in the display board. No, it but it has to tell a story, and it has to just make an impression. Right. It doesn't have to blow everyone away, but just make an impression. But I think a little more than just a couple of different levels of terrain. Like, I always borrow Grant's board. I did it again. Mm-hmm. I know I said I wasn't going to borrow his board. I was going to build my own board. It was a complete failure. Like, I'm gluing these things together going, this looks like crap. Mm-hmm. It's going to look like crap. I'm going to put in a lot of work and stress over a board that's going to get me the same points as Grant's. Right. If I bar- I, just, I just borrowed Grant's again. Well, yeah, you have time now. I mean, yeah. you're, you're not rushing for anything. So Yeah, so we'll see what I build. So do it right. All right. So, um, folks, what we're going to do is we're going to pretty much wrap up the show now. But um, so next episode, episode 100. 100. Oh, I'm Can excited. you feel it? Yeah, it's kind of cool. The wind is picking up. Yeah. You know, it's the, the air pressure is changing. <laughs> Clouds are swirling. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the apocalypse. It's the contest NATO. The contest NATO. So, guys, yeah, hurry up. you got about uh, another week or two left if you want to get into the contests. And uh, we get lots of cool prizes. An Orkin Goblin Battalion gift cards for Cashwork Superstore. Cashwork Superstore. Cashwork Superstore. Gilpainting. Gilpainting.com. Painting services. Uh, Garage Hammer shirts. Garage Hammer dice. So we will be waiting to hear from you. You. All right. Hey, partner. You guys did a great job here. And, Thanks, you know, buddy. Glad you're having a good time. Tomorrow will be a fantastic wrap-up to a fantastic weekend. Absolutely. So, um, all right. I will see you, um, well, before episode 100. You can count on it. We'll see everyone else in a couple of weeks. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at GarageHammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at GarageHammer.net. And you can reach both of us through GarageHammer at Live.com. If you want to help support GarageHammer, check the support page or the show store on our website or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening. I mean, I hate to sit here and like act like I have a man crush on Mike Gerald, <laughs> but this guy is like everything you want to be in Warhammer. You know, he comes in the place. He's like, you know, everybody sort of lucky. likes him. He's yeah. got a nice smile, handsome guy, walking in. <laughs> comes in looking like he just came off playing volleyball on the right. beach, you know, right. smiling, everybody shaking hands. Everybody likes him. Then he sits down, he plays. You know, and he, it's like he's at the top tables laughing and joking like he mm. couldn't care less. Yeah, he's high-fiving he people. Lose. Yeah. Yeah, you know. He beats you, and you're smiling, laughing with him. He loses to you. He acts like it doesn't, and he couldn't care less. It's like he's like everything. Like when you talk about being like the, a good sport and a fun player, it is. It, it he he's just it laughing makes and rolling it, yeah, dice. And yeah, it's like, like a party. Like he couldn't care less if he wins or loses. Hey, I know I'm good. If I win this tournament or don't win this tournament, I don't care. Right. I'm here to get some good games of Warhammer in. Yeah, it's the right approach. It, it's he's it's great. So. But I've been doing this for four years, and when people sound tinny, I get pissed at me because...
Let's I'm going to sound like that anyways. Uh, you know, Quit looking really, over here, April. I'm going to give you the stink eye. Especially when... Should we have my wife on the podcast? She's <laughs> more than welcome to. Apparently, she's, I, she, she looks at my face and she laughs. I got, I got a funny look. <laughs> you should see I a picture a, she grabbed of you earlier. It's great. Oh, great. She's taking pictures of me because it makes her laugh. When I'm depressed, <laughs> I look at your friend Dave's face. And then my whole day's better. It's like watching Springer. It's like, thank God I'm not this ugly f***. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I got to bleep that. Cuckoo.